initial picture, it's like, oh, is he the is he the Colin Powell of the of the uh, that group, Dan? Well, okay, wait. Let's just, let's just <laughs> now you're fine. Finish your text. <laughs> he and David are playing. Yeah, it sucks because I was just like, hey, I'll be on on Ghost Recon later, but I didn't put later. Oh, okay. So he's like, okay, hopping on now, and I'm like, oh shit. <sighs> Sorry, I'll be on like maybe <laughs> past three. I play with David. <laughs> yes. All right. No. She. The the tough thing with that yeah. thing. Like, look at the... Look oh, at the, let me get to the... You have it? Oh. I, can, I can get it up in just a second here. Uh, where is it? It was here. Just look at the, Yeah, there it is. Uh, just the links. So, it's... So, at Star Wars Celebration... Are we recording? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Star Wars... Um, at the Star no, Wars we're not recording. Tell us all your secrets. They, um, you know, the, the fans, you know, they... Uh, organize events. Yeah, they organize, like, an right? like, uh, Imperial officer-only cosplay, like, you know, like, drinks... After after work drinks, you know, quote unquote, a cocktail party for yeah, a cocktail people party dressed for up imperial as imperial, officer, yeah, officers. imperial officers. So like, although it looks like there's more than just officers at this party, yeah. I, if we we're going to get super, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna get nerdy. <laughs> yeah. If it's Star Wars, I'm gonna get a little nerdy. Yeah, some of the Wait, costumes not very good. There's some non-officers in the officers club. But somebody did a solo cosplay of the main bad guy. That's not bad. Not bad. Either way, kind of cool, right? Yeah. I mean, but like when you get a bunch of those folks together and they're kind of just casually like and also trying to look like you know pompous imperial with like drinks and stuff. If you've watched any World War Two movie, it's where the... like where like especially okay, watch Valkyrie, where Tom Cruise is a German um, speaking in an American accent. Which we won't get into because... We've gotten into it before. Yeah, because it also doesn't make sense that he'd be speaking in a British accent. Anyway. Uh, so, like, yeah, when they're hanging around in their cocktail parties being Nazis, that that cosplay of it kind of looks like it. I'm not saying those people are Nazis. They're probably fine. There's two <clears> people on both sides. They're probably okay. It's just the, the image it's, is disconcerting. It's kind of like when I used to go to Airsoft. Yeah. And those guys dressed up as Nazis, and I understand why, because we're doing historical reasons. It's hard to have U.S. versus U.S. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, we could have done U.S. versus Japan, but that's problematic, too. And also, and like, then, those guys, other than, you know, just, like, uh, like you know, um, uh, casual, like, you know, just American-style racism, you know, everybody says a couple bad joke things. Those guys were fine people. There was nothing, there was nothing, you know, there was never anti-Semitic stuff. Nobody, nobody did any, like, it was very forbidden to do any Heil Hitler or, or Nazi salutes, right? You can, you know, it's, we're here for the historical battle stuff. But it is still disconcerting when they're just kind of hanging out. And also when they would wear it, like, like in public before the events, Mm -hmm. like, just to go to and from the event. Like, I never wanted to be in those cars with them. And I I hesitated to take pictures with with folks, and I know like I always joke, there's no way I can run for office because of those because pictures. there's somebody who has a picture of me next to a just next to a guy dressed up as a you although know, in today's oh, he, climate, actually you can I'm now be president. Uh huh. Well, who's yeah? You, <laughs> I wouldn't ready to switch. Part. You got you got the am, all the ammo you need to show that you are an ally. Dave. Yeah, there's a there's probably a picture next to me, a guy dressed up in a Fulsham Jaeger uniform, which. To, to be clear, if you're a real nerd, they're not necessarily Nazis. They they fought for the German army, but there are people in SS hair, um, you know, uniforms with the death's head and the runes and all that kind of stuff. So, yes. So yes, but those pictures all in tandem look a little disconcerting. Well, yeah, and like I said, I was scrolling through those pictures and I was like, were there any people of color in this party at all? And I found the one. 
And he's not even dressed up like an officer. He's like yeah, he's got the he's got the laziest suit, unfortunately. He's got yeah, like his hat. It's, is, not, it's not the worst costume. Huh. This is on Kotaku, by the way. Yes, worst costume is like one of the last pictures. This guy's uniform is all crinkled and wrinkled. Of course, one of the problems is the Nazis make too good of a like bad guy, like oh, yeah. down to the looks and all of that. So it's like if you're going to make a bad guy for a like fantasy type of thing. Nazi uniforms are good inspiration. Yeah, yeah, because it's a lot of. I mean, a lot of armies did take inspiration from that uniform, especially of that era. Yep. And to deny that, like the Star Wars Imperial uniform looks like Nazi regalia, is like ridiculous. Like that. I mean, either subconsciously or wholeheartedly, like that stuff is based on that stuff. Especially some of the khaki uniforms that they have, like later on, yeah. that looks like desert, desert, um, desert officer. German Empire yep. uniform. That being said, like, I mean, you know, if this was 2005 or even 2012, kind of wouldn't even think about it, but in this recent climate with, like, how much those folks are uh, empowered, kind of, kind of, I don't know, maybe poor taste. But it's kind of hard for me to say, like, don't do that, right? Yeah. Because you go to Star Wars Celebration. You want to celebrate Star Wars. Yeah, and like, hey, I like the Imperial stuff. That doesn't make me a bad guy. No. They're ominous. They, it's a, it's a, it's a very effective aesthetic they have a very clean they have clean uniforms they have weird like you know iconography with their like how their officers look with like those blue and red you know markers on their chests they have the weird data things that they're in the yeah. weird pockets and it's like yeah like that looks cool and ominous and i don't know if i ever want to be a part of that but you know yeah i mean, I mean you know I, I feel like it's probably not the hardest uniform like you'd probably have to pay money get yeah whatever custom tailored that does there's probably like a couple of shops because i was just i was i was more kind of um so, uh, impressed by how all the hats yeah because it looks like the hats are a uniform like so, so there must be like one or two retailers that or, does custom hats or cosplayers who are very like you know into making their own stuff and like well what i mean is that it looks uniform throughout the yeah. pictures so like it looks like there's like a standard that somebody yeah and that's probably sharing yeah. it out with people because that's usually what happens with a lot of that cosplay stuff is yeah somebody sharing, gets like... really good at it mm -hmm. anyways yeah it was a weird article like i just like i said i hadn't had a chance to look through the pictures until today <clears> and i was like all right how problematic is it almost 99 percent problematic yeah. it's unfortunate yes yeah. like again it's like probably just fans want to do it but like mm -hmm. considering who we have as president yeah. and I mean, there was a fun picture where a girl, you know, there's a lady dressed up as Leia from from A New Hope, and or, you know, a guy with her, and they're both doing like they're doing the shift motion with their their face, like you know, oh, we snuck her in. So, um, yeah. So yeah, I have snacks, boys. I went to Wajimaya this morning. We're gonna go through them. Okay. We're starting. Snack time! Snack time! It's the snack time! Snack time! Snack time! So we know what the is that our new snack, snack theme? Yeah, sure, damn guys. Infinite snacks. All right, I have two different types oh. of pork rinds. Chicharron. They it, it, they are specifically listed then as Philippine style. Sure. One of these I don't, I are plain. Know the difference. And one of them are vinegar flavored. Ooh. Isn't chicharrones by definition more or less Filipino style? I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm gonna try. You know, so much of that stuff crosses over Spanish, Filipino stuff. Like, I try the I, vinegar first. Up to up to now, I still get surprised when I when like, oh, like yeah, I like that dish. It's like, oh, it's based on a Filipino thing. I mean, uh, a Spanish thing. I'm just like, what? Really? I thought that was just like our thing. And it's just like, oh yeah, it's for real. Oh yeah, like Spanish people. Have one and pass it down, and then we'll. we'll all... I don't do chicharrones. Oh, Kevin's not a chicharron person. Okay. Nope. The vinegar flavor is not that bad. 
I can get down with that. Oh, shoot. I didn't know Kevin was a non-porkskin person. More for us, Dan. Porkskin in my house, that's a pretty thing. Oh, she, she likes the chicharrones, too? I like the veggie chicharrones. Veggie chicharrones? I think I talked about that, the vegetarian chicharrones. Mm. Mm. So this is just the regular one? Yeah. Mm. Those are just good. Well, well let's look at the ingredients. Oh, yeah. Fried pork rinds. Uh-huh. Monosodium glutamate. Oh, no! And salt. I like that that's... <laughs> and salt. People need to stop bad-mouthing MSG. Alright. Perfectly we- good, perfectly healthy, yes. causes no... No harm to the human experience. Do we go salty or sweet next, gentlemen? <coughs> Kevin, salty or sweet? <clears throat> Some people say I'm a little of both. Well, we've got plenty of I'm both. a little bit country. So you just gotta pick. I'm a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Kevin, make a call. Salty, sweet. What are that kid's doing? I'll, All right. I'll go with his style. We've got two different types of potato sticks. Ooh. Koikea, also Malaysian, imported by in Malaysia by, let's see, where is this actually from? <clears throat> uh, looks like Japanese. Okay. okay. These are the hot chili flavor. I also have the salt and seaweed flavor. Does it also have a crazy kid on it? I believe they both have a, no, no crazy kid on this one. Well, yeah, only crazy kids eat only uh, crazy. Hot, hot chili. Hot chili. All right. They better be hot. We're gonna find out. Because I'll be disappointed. Probably not gonna be that hot. Grab a small little handful. Because I no longer can do hot correctly anymore, so it has to be very hot for me to taste it. It has to be scald the tongue. It's. Remember the whole habaneros and. You eat four habaneros in like four or three hours? Kinda. It's sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, almost like a sweet barbecue up front. These are just picnics. Pretty much. Yeah. Japanese picnics. Eh, that's okay. That's, that's not bad. Like, I could eat that. Yeah. On further inspection, it's not a little kid. I think that's an old woman. Or an old man. Yeah, that's usually how I get it confused. What is with that face? Oh, uh, that's an old lady. Actually, we'll go. We'll go sweet. Kind of looks like crayon shinkan. Yeah. Yeah, that style. These are Canadian. Ooh, Wait, what? Oh, no? It says product in Canada, but I look on the back and it says it was packed in Honolulu, Hawaii. Oh, it's leading favored uh, watermelon. Sour watermelon. That's the same stuff that I brought back from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Where it was the seeds, but they just put the seasoning Season on, the, on the, the on water, gummy, gummies. Yeah, gummy <laughs> There's a bunch of different candies like that. I yeah. figured to try them out. Yeah, everybody loves that shit in Hawaii. They go fucking crazy. Yeah, scissors over there, like, <laughs> Oh yeah, scissors are over there, Kevin. Right next to you, Kevin, so I can cut this open. Thank you, sir. Ooh, safety first. Oh, oh yeah. Good thing, because they opened up on me. Because oh, we're, uh, you know, we all grew up in the <clears> 80s. That was, a, that was like the first thing they teach you in, like, kindergarten. That's why I almost lost the eye this week. Oh, God. Yeah, like... Oh, Jesus. Yeah, you got hit with something pretty nasty. So, I stepped on a stick in the backyard. Yeah, I, I saw you. It's... It's a big, long thing. I did not know it was curved. And all of a sudden, flying right at my eye is a big, sharp, pointy stick. Did you Did you go <sighs> right afterwards? Or did you yell fuck and... Yeah, I, I went the fuck route. I just immediately went, oh, fuck! Oh, oh, okay, I can see what happened. Yeah, it's like the watermelon with the... That's with the good. Tea. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. I like that. 
Pepper that paste and the. the <laughs> well, you never know what it's gonna work that with. Powder right? on everything. But man, that powder works really well with that watermelon. Yeah, because it's a little salty. Mm-hmm. It's a little leaking. A little tangy. And then, and then it's like, oh yeah, I got my watermelon. Mm. I could definitely eat more of those. Um, all right, well let's break into the salt and seaweed picnic. Oh, you wanted to get the thing in between? Yeah, I was trying to break up the, you know. Palette cleanser. Oh, okay. I'm trying to keep us on point here. How professional. You know, we're going to do these taste tests. Like, literally, I started just looking down the aisle. I'm like, where is this from? Have you ever tried this before? No. All right, let's try it. Also, the snacks there are so cheap that, like, you're just like, I'm going to try this. Why not? If it's bad, I lost 80 cents. And that's good. You gained an experience mm-hmm. for a lifetime. Exactly. All right. It's like hurricane popcorn picnic. I expected a little more salt, but still good. No, it's like picnic with a little bit of a furukake. Furukake, yeah. yeah. Kick. I like that. That's good. I like picnics. Picnics are good. Yeah. Oh. You always Although, look at them in the store, and you never, you can't eat too many of them. Right? Yeah, it's like, like when you have, like I. If you eat too many, you. I wouldn't ugh. regularly get picnic. Mm-mm. It's like it's more like, wow, we got picnics. Yeah, let's fucking eat this, and then afterwards, like, okay, I'm good for like half a year, at, at, at least. Or you go, I got the big container of picnics. Now it's empty. I don't feel good. Yeah, I have to throw this weird container away. This is the sour apple lehing. Lehing is that what I pronounce it? Lehing. You can call you Howie? Yeah, he always does. Well, I mean, at this point, aren't you pretty much a Howie? I've lived here longer than mm-hmm. I lived in Hawaii. I mean, yeah, we will. I'm, except for Kevin, both of us have lived in this state longer than we lived where we grew up. They get better as you chew them, I think. Yeah, when I you like get the, the watermelon with them, better. Watermelon's better. Watermelon's better, but those get better when you get the more of the apple no. flavor mixed in with it. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. I like sour. I mean... The texture is better on watermelon, too. They're yeah, more mm-hmm. chewy. More chewy. These almost feel like they're scaled. Of the of the gummies, like, I like I like sour apple anyway. Okay, we'll break into the... We'll get the strawberry out of the way, then. These are a little different. They're not shaved. These are more like ropes than the other two. Oh, fruit by the foot. Fruit by the foot style. Like a rich, rich kid candy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you got gushers? <laughs> oh, you... foot for me was rich kid candy because that was always more expensive because it came in that container. That... When I the felt, rapper. when I was feeling like being a little bit less frugal, mm. I'd get bubble tape. Mm-hmm. It's six feet of bubble gum for you, not, not them. them. Oh yeah, I remember the bean. Those are good too. That's really tart. Is that the word? Mm. Sweet? Mm. Something. I don't know. Lot. Sour. What sensation is this? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I could be dying, but also having a great time. <laughs> I really like that. Mm. Still, so far, watermelon number oh. one. What Stra- is happening to me? Strawberry two. <laughs> it's not like it's super Apple. spicy. It's just mm. like there's a lot of stuff going on, and like I don't know how to react to it. My taste buds are... Are yelling something? Because I feel like I've had this before, but not this exact flavor. So you know, yeah, like this. It's almost like they the the Lee Hing stuff on it is 
Because you have these, like, the sour versions of these, but this is, like, an extra dimension of the... You didn't oh. like it? Good? No, I mean, okay. I, I like it. I don't know if I could eat a lot of those. Mm. I mean, I do like it. Like, my, my, my reaction in my brain is not, like, you. It's more like, what's go- what's going on here? It's like a fun... It's like a fun... Like, you know, like, there's candy that you like, mm-hmm. and or snacks that you just eat, like, a bunch of, like, Doritos mm-hmm. or something, but there's not, like... You don't eat a Dorito, and you're like, oh, man, that was really <clears> great. But there's some candy that you don't eat a lot of, but you're like, oh, yeah, that was cool. Like, Warheads or something. Yeah. It's like, now, you're not going to just start popping Warheads, unless you're trying to, like... Resolve a bet or something. It's like there's a party in my mouth and everyone's invited. Yeah, pretty much. All right. So last for the the salty or this isn't actually salty. <clears throat> However, this is Korean. It's Jolly Pong. It's called Jolly Pong. It's listed as cereal snack. Oh, okay. It also has <clears throat> high dietary fiber and it has a bunch of things underneath it that I don't know if these are the things in it or what. But they list tomato, cabbage, cucumber, potato, Ooh. celery. <clears throat> Spinach and Napa cabbage. I'm just wondering if it's got more they, dietary fiber than that. <laughs> they they look like corn nuts. I know. <laughs> no, they actually. So what they like the the box actually reminds me of like sugar smacks, kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but with more Napa cabbage. It, it looks like it looks like corn nuts, but then you look closer. It definitely looks like a cereal. Yes, and when you put it in your hand. They're tiny. That's definitely more like, yeah. That's that looks like barley. Those are tinier than I thought. Can you put this in milk? It's got a weird, if you look on the back picture, it's, oh. Oh, oh, oh. oh it's raining. Jolly Pong is jolly gone in Dan's eyes. <laughs> yeah, and these basically oh, taste like honey smack. Or honey smack. Oh, yeah, you're right. More honey smack. But with more Napa cabbage. Like, dig them. What do you eat? Mm. Yeah, do we put this in milk in a bowl? I guess you could. This is cereal. Yeah, this is basically yeah, cereal. This is cereal. <laughs> this is puffed rice with. But the crazy thing or is. Or actually, puffed barley with a little bit of. Um, sweetener. Like, yeah. But it's not milk. Like it, I thought it would be like mil- like lightly milk flavored because of the picture on the back, but I was. Allergy information contains wheat, soybean, milk? Mm-hmm. Probably a little bit. So it's wheat, sugar, palm olein oil, powdered mm-hmm. sugar, and then whole. Fructolycosaccharin. Saccharide? Kevin? I used to have this as a cereal growing no, up. No, I know. This is like, like I said, this what is... is <laughs> what is this one on the third line mm-hmm. under ingredient? Fructooligosaccharide. Oh, there you go. That's the way to pronounce it. So yeah, this is, this is like basically Honey Smacks or Golden Crisp. Like cereal. I was going to think more puff, Golden Crisp. It's though. puffed wheat. Yeah. <clears throat> Like that's nice. I like that because you know I like honey. You know what's also cool is that I don't think that is me- meant for like to put in a bowl of mm-hmm. milk. Like we could do that, but I like it that like the Koreans are like, you know what, people like snacking on cereal yeah. without the milk and just at whatever time. And so we're just gonna up, put like, it chips. in a bag. Yeah, yeah. Like, or chips. I'm wondering. We haven't done that. Yeah. Like, like I except would for eat... Malto Meal. Malto Meal is the only people who do their bag cereals. Yeah, but not like. <clears throat> is it like that? No, it's it's like yeah, know. yeah. No, but what I mean actually, is like, yeah. I won't know in Korea. Do they are their cereals actually just in bags like snack food? Yeah, yeah. Because like, if so, yeah. Because this is cheaper than like Honey Smacks or Golden Crisp here. Because, oh, that's because we cereal lobby. Yeah, cereal they is like the, it's the most overpriced. Yeah, I think like huh. I, I even learned that in business school. It is it is the one commodity that ha- that like has grown like <clears throat> far more than uh, the actual. Uh, Wage of, or, you know, wage of living or cost of living, like, <coughs> like cereal, 
a cereal, like, <clears throat> if it was priced the same way that it was, like, in, in the 50s, it would, like, a box would cost, like, a dollar. Well, that's why the bagged ones... Like, proportionally. The like, Malta meals are so cheap. Like, yeah, the, all of those, like, the, um, instead of Lucky Charms, it's Marshmallow Puffies or, or something. Marshmallow Mateys, I think, is one of the no, ones. I, yeah. I like this, that it's just in a little snack bag. Yeah. Because, like, just, I would eat a bunch of Cocoa uh-huh, Krispies uh-huh. or Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> in a bag like that? In a bag. What, I don't be- want to buy the whole box, and then yeah. now I got a box, and then I'm reaching my hand here, and I'm getting all sticky and stuff. What'd be funny is if you were over in South Korea, you buy one of these, you pop it open, and they're like, what's he doing? You pour that in a bowl with some milk. I heard somebody do that. Um, You're crazy. Hmm? And then, so we've got the mini jellies, of course, Kevin. Pick your flavor if you like. We've had the, we, Dan and I had one earlier. I have a strawberry. You want a strawberry? Uh, a strawberry. Is that a strawberry? I'll have that, whatever that is. Okay, that's Ooh. a berry of some sort. Lychee. Kevin, go for the lychee. Oh, I want a lychee. Yo, are these the lychees? Oh, yep. okay, for, for science, I'll, I'll do <laughs> Here's the lychee flavor. Oh, no, this says one. lychee flavor. Oh, do they all say lychee flavor? <laughs> no. No, that says mango. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> this no. one's great. No. That's strawberry if you okay. want it. No, I want that. Okay. Fresh light shoes like the best. I love eating those things. When you, buy, when you get if you make, if you get it right off of a tree. Right. I love going H Mart and just buying a bag of uh-huh. lychee. They look like they should not be edible because the outside has all those prickles. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What's with all of the fruits that are so good from over there, like jackfruit? It looks like it should kill you. I have the mango. Although durian, also I I don't know if durian wants to kill you. <laughs> Durian might have killed something and then put it inside of it. I want... One day, I will honestly try, like, for real fresh durian. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'll just feel jaunty that day, but I just... I have not. Other than, like, a little piece of it. Were you too young at the no, time? No, it's, it's... Durian's just kind of gross, mm-hmm. man. But well, what, it, it's, it tastes ample? really good. Yeah. It's just, like, when you're in the thick of it... When you're knee deep in some durian, it's uh it's an experience. You know there's the... no other fruit like it. Yeah. It's like a custard pie inside mm-hmm. of like a super spiky thing that could it's, kill a man. It's like a rotting custard yeah. pie. And it smells it, like death. Yeah, yeah, it smells like somebody took a dump <laughs> inside of a dump. <laughs> it's like somebody celebrating the corpse flower. Yeah. Honestly, like sometimes <clears throat> that is over exaggerated. It's more that the smell is is pervasive. Well, it is punch. Yeah, it's pervasive and pungent. Like yeah. it's not necessarily always smells like it's like a rotting corpse, but it's definitely it's like overwhelming. It's like that's all you can smell right now. Like there's nothing else. It's, it's, it's the, the smell equivalent it's, of these. It's the same, yeah, it's yeah. the same as like a super stinky cheese. Like really, like except yeah, except like except like yeah, they they they, they ban it in hotels and yeah. subways. Like I've been in a hotel in. Like in the in Asia, <clears throat> and there's like a sign next to the no smoking sign. There's no, it's just no just durian. has a durian yeah. picture and a cross crossed out. So yeah, durian, the king of fruits, but it's it's a tyrant king. It's, it's a king <laughs> for a reason. It took over. <laughs> I mostly got this just based specifically on the picture on the front. Ooh, it has a comic pen. It's called Super Cola. Oh, oh yeah, I love these. It's, oh, are these good? I think I've had. Okay. I've had. A it's like of the them. Johnny's dressing. Like packages. I want to say I, I think I've. Hard yeah, this candy. packaging looks good. Yeah, it's a really good packaging. Yeah, it's gonna taste like a really. Sweet, like, I, cola. The font for Super Cola is so really good. Yeah, good font work. Yeah. It looks like an old fifties. According to this, the ingredients are sugar, syrup, corn, potatoes, sweet potato, tapioca in parentheses next to syrup, sour agent, 
citric acid and yeah, calcium citrate. Yeah, this looks like mm. it could almost be... <laughs> is it sour or is it fizzy? It, it's sour. Okay. Yeah, this looks like it could be a warhead relative. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. I'm going to wait for a okay. try. Oh, this is going to be fun. Like, Kevin took the punch. Kevin's <laughs> like, here we go, baby. Oh! Oh, I love Oh, oh once it wears off, it's like, all right, I'm, I'm good. Mm, that's tart. Oh, there it goes. Oh, yeah. There's like a second oh, gear. No fish. The sour fish. You know it's, it's crazy. Oh, the second gear. You know what's... So at first I was like, uh, I knew yeah. it's overreacting. Oh. And then the second one is like, oh, yeah? Did we <laughs> It's one of those where uh. the, the, your, your, your salivary glands right in the back instantly start activating. Yeah, it's like, I didn't even know I had those mm. things. <laughs> Mm. There's parts of my body that I know now exist. But yeah, like Kevin said, before. once you get through that... Oh yeah, now it's nice. It's a nice candy. Now now I feel like I'm tasting a Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, like a... Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because there's no Coca-Cola ingredient. Wizard. There's potato. Co- there's like four different kinds of vegetable syrups in there. Yeah, there's the second ingredient. Mm. Those are good. I like those. Oh, I like that they have like a little diagram. Of yeah, there's the, a so there's like <laughs> we got through the first layer, I think. Yeah, wait, uh, it's, it's covered by the, but you can't really make out either, like what they say. Well, it's like there's one that says shua shua powder. That's the centermost layer. So eventually we're gonna get to that. We are. I got the, to it. It it's sour but also fizzy. Mm, we're in the fun. me and John are in the super cola candy flavor, mm-hmm. and then whatever is on the warhead. Yeah, it's like cola spray. I and it does it. evoke that, like, like oh. when you take a drink of a super fizzy cola, like that feeling your mouth gets when you have that in there. Okay, the comic is great. Because the first panel is a, is somebody holding, uh, looks like a woman's head, holding holding the, the super cola, like a little candy. Mm-hmm. And it's a super cola. And then, and then there's, like, a guy uh, with his headset, and then the lady with the super cola candy she's got glasses and stars on the side of her eye for whatever reason and she's putting it in and then the last one is apparently they both ate it and they're both like like with like a surprise expression and it says ooh cola ooh cola did it accurately represent the comic and they're holding their hands together to make a heart yeah so okay hey Kevin (laughs) alright ooh cola ooh cola (laughs) <laughs> yeah, what, is, what does he say in um, the Lost in Translation? Oh, the, oh yeah. yeah, happy! However, if you eat these alone, mm-hmm. so the woman's like, oh, cola! The guy's like, oh, Nobel! Mm. <laughs> I guess okay. he's like, it deserves a Nobel Prize. Those are good. Yeah, I like those. Um, Japanese candies. Like, their hard candies are usually pretty fantastic. Yeah. Um, but it's also fun for us because it's, you know, we don't have this kind of... Mm-hmm. It's like the same thing when Chris Yap comes to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Like, he just wants to go oh, to yeah. Denny's. Yeah. He wants to go to a Denny's. He wants, like, he wants, like yeah, the, 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 first, burger, the first thing is burger. Denny's. Uh-huh. Like, it's, like, he's, it's crazy. I'm just like, I think there's a Denny's in Japan. He's like, not the same. Not the same. No. It's like, you know, like, we would go to... You know, I would go to Robot Cafe. If, we oh. if I went to India, I would want to go McDonald's. And get try. one of their paneer burgers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's just cheese, right? Like a yep. cheese patty? Yeah. It's a hard cheese that... Oh, well, not hard, hard, but it doesn't melt. It's well, kind yeah. of like... 
So like they, feta in texture the, almost. The Indian place down the hill in downtown does um does paneer fritters that they'll do with their food. And yeah, they're good. They're just like, you know, little solid Cuban <clears throat> cheese that they cover in a batter and deep fry. I like solid paneer. Mm-hmm. It's the it's uh it's oh, like green spinach. Mm-hmm. Pretty much it's a spicy kind of curry spinach with, with little cubes of yeah. paneer in it. The place at my work, the Indian place at my work does a paneer, the, 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 that version of it, and it's okay. Like, most of the, the food in the cafeteria at my place is okay. <clears throat> I really like the super cola. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think I'd only, like, eat one a day. Yeah. Although if I was, like, eight, I'd probably eat, like, four of those. And then be like, oh, somebody put, like, three of them in your mouth. Come on, do it. At do once. It. Yeah, Come on, it. do it. See, these things remind me of, like, the cool filled stuff we used to have growing up. Like, there was a... I think they still make it, but there's a gum that had a little gel core on it. So you would chew it, and you would get, like, this little bit... It's almost like a gusher, but it was in a gum... Yeah, I think... Gumshers. I forget what they were called. Gumshers. But there was a... Um, but they I did a... if you're being serious. No. Oh. But they did a version of it as well that had... When um, am I serious? That was based on A&W root beer. Mm. Oh, and yeah. those were good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just not as sour as this. Yeah, not as sour. But it was like... I remember... Not it, a kid, uh, I always loved Big League Chew. Because it felt like... It felt like we were like ballplayers. <coughs> and we didn't actually have to chew it. Back. In the 80s, food of the... This is worded weird. In the 80s, food of the 80s, freshen up gum. That's, I'm looking Freshen up. your breath with freshen up, yep. the gum that goes squirt. That's a bad <laughs> that catch was line. Their, no, it was, that was their... <laughs> it's the gum that goes squirt. Yep, I don't like it. <laughs> Basically, mint gum with a gel-like juice center that exploded when you chewed it. But they had more than mint. They had actual, like, non-mint flavors. I remember there was just a standard bubblegum. Chewels, that was the other one, too. Yeah, but Freshen Up, I remember. Yeah, these, I remember these, too. They had a Dr. Pepper, a 7-Up, mm-hmm. and a Cherry 7-Up version. Did they have one where it like, was shaped like a Coca-Cola bottle? I don't Wasn't there a that. candy that was shaped like a Coca-Cola Oh, bottle? there were the little wax. Yeah, the little... Oh. And you, it's an edible wax, and you oh, bite the top off, the and you drink them. Yeah, I never did those. But I do remember them. Um, oh, yeah, man, we just did it. It was just a wild time. Just real free. Just living, man, just living it up. Expanding your mind. Nick in lip. Or or Nick L. Nickel nip. Nickel nip. Nickel nip. You know what I hate um, it, though? What? No, sorry. Just the way it, the last word on it. I was, oh. <laughs> Nickel nip. Uh, <laughs> so, um, somebody grew up around a lot of Vietnamese people. That was a the the one oh. thing I did. Well, we didn't mean that. Oh, not, Jesus. I was thinking <laughs> nip. I was thinking nipples. Yeah, I'm saying here. Sorry, I'm just I'm being honest. I'm telling you where my mind went. Because if you if you anyway. read it backwards, it could be nipple nick. Anyway, because <laughs> well, um, you're saying nickel. I got it. Then, it's okay. <laughs> Sorry, I got cola on my nose. You're racist, or just saying, "Oh my god!" I swallowed a piece of the cola too fast, and it's up in like my sinuses now. It feels like, oh no. The one thing I really hated as a kid, as a snack treat, was off-brand Otter Pops because the the, whatever the plastic they would come in would be way too thick, and it was not fun to like to like slurp that stuff. But like, but like my me and my friends, our families were cheap. 
and not well off, so we always got off-brand Otter Pops. The ones I remember being even harder, worse than the off-brand Otter Pops, were the ones that broke in the center. They had, like, two little... Oh, yeah. <clears throat> they had two little, like, you know, almost, like, bubble versions of, like... It was a weird shape, because it had, like, two long cylinders that were just kind of almost like hot dogs that were not that were joined together with the casing, and you were supposed to break them off in the center and then eat them like an Otter Pop. But they never. It was the dumb version of those twin. The twin pops that you yeah. split apart. Yeah. Is it just me or is um, <coughs> you know those like what do they call those lights that you like snap and then they're glow sticks? Glow sticks. Like you ever want to eat? I can't eat say I can't say do? I wanted to do eat the glow sticks, Dane. You put it? them in the fridge to like to like um, keep them keep cold. Yeah. yeah. Stay glow. away from my car. I have glow sticks in there. I wanted to eat the. Because I have emergency supplies. It's like liquid there. Uh-huh. I want to know what it tastes like. Chemicals. I didn't because I know that <coughs> I'm not supposed to. I'll tell you a thing one time that I, that I ate that was poisonous that I really should have not and I almost got like really sick. Pretty much anything that is poisonous is what well, you shouldn't yeah, eat. Yeah. <laughs> goes, with, goes with saying. But like so there's like the, um, I think it's the plumeria tree that has like this like white milky juice. That comes out of the branches and the leaves. Mm-hmm. If you like, if you like break, break them it, open. Uh-huh. I was like six, and for whatever reason, I thought like, oh, another source of milk. It's not like I didn't know milk came from cows. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm not Dan Riker. But you like another milk. I just figured, wow, another milk, new milk, tree milk, tree milk. A little did you know, in the future, almond milk would be big. Milk doesn't only come from cows, right? You can have goat milk, you can have all these other dog milk, milk, cat yeah. milk. So I was like, cool. Mouse milk. milk. I'm a drink. Gerbil this milk. Tree milk. Uh-huh. Tree milk. Here That's extremely poisonous. Toxic, yeah. I almost had to go to the hospital. Instead, you vomited a lot? Um, or you just felt really weird? I felt really sick and my stomach felt bad. And then my mom gave me like like burnt toast to try to like chalk up. Like, charcoal? Charcoal She's trying to charcoal you up with toast? Yeah. Chelation treatment. It was bad. <clears throat> like when I started sucking on it, I was just like, That's not milk. <laughs> And then you're like, I'll continue a little longer just in yeah, case. Yeah, it was one of those. You, know, uh, maybe <laughs> you were better. a kid. Yeah, it was the, yeah, like the, the sour head. It was just yeah. like, maybe you'll get better. <laughs> oh, no. Power through it. I think I'm going to die. <laughs> Alright. Maybe I'll so, try a little more. So, like how easy we come to death. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, I don't know. Is that milk coming from that tree? Man, I would not survive if we were like in the caveman stage. Like the Neanderthal, Cro-Magnon man stage of our human development, and then we don't know what stuff is, and we don't have a CDC yeah. and stuff like that, and warning labels. I'd just be like, I don't know, is that good? And it's just like, oh, Dan died. Okay, we don't need we don't need that anymore. Yeah. The medicine <clears throat> man writes it in his little book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the shaman like writes it, and then they then they roll my bones for uh-huh. to well, the the rain. A lot of my work deals with SDS sheets, you know, chemical safety data sheets. And they'll usually have section 11 is what bad shit it does. And so it'll have things like the LD50, the lethal dose for 50% of the population of the animals that they try that technique with. And it's almost always like LD50 mouse oral, LD50 rat IV, you know, different things like that. Then it's crazy when you find the few ones where it's like LD50 human oral. And it's like, there were enough people who ate this and died from it that now we know. That's messed up. Those ones are creepy. Yeah, from the USDA. 
about pumerias. <coughs> All parts of this shrub me- yield mildly poisonous alkaloids, which can affect those with sensitive skin. Do not touch or eat, in capital letters, <laughs> flowers or any parts of this shrub. Do not touch, as they may cause skin irritation, mild stomach pain, and cramping in some people. Well, maybe I wasn't going to die. Here's a fun fact. You know how carrots look a lot like parsnips? Sure. I mean, they're both caparuts. Yeah. They yeah. both, if you ever see the tops of them, they both have like bushy, you know, greens on them. Yeah. You will never find parsnips with the greens on them for sale. You know why? Because they're highly toxic. Carrot greens, you can eat if you want. Yeah. You can feed them to your rabbit. Mm-hmm. Parsnip greens, if you crack them open and rub any of that sap on you, then you go out in the sunshine, you become photosensitive. And you get severe, like, skin, like, caustic irritation and blisters only when you go in the sun after you've touched it. Wow, it's like a witcher portion. I I grew parsnips, and uh I only knew about this because I was reading about, how do I grow them best? And somebody said, oh yeah, always make sure you wear uh, socks and long pants. Mm -hmm. You know, always make sure you don't have sandals on. I was like, what? Why? And, like, a guy commented going, yeah, I tried gardening with, like, just wearing some flip-flops and shorts. Went out there. All of a sudden, like, my ankles were, like, turning black and blistering. Uh, At that point, I decided, I'm not going to grow parsnips. It doesn't sound fun. Just just getting back to what Dan was saying, though, like... The Cro-Magnon man. How did somebody figure that out? They, oh, everybody they, died. And they, they somebody <laughs> like, isn't it like somebody what? rolled around in a parsnip farm and went, ah, what a lovely day! Oh God, I'm dying. Ogley in parsnip. No, do that no isn't more. Isn't like a thing like most of like the the vegetables and stuff we eat were like poisonous, so in one way or another, <clears> and then just like bread out, like especially like like nuts and stuff like a lot of nuts are like like the natural version of them is like extremely poisonous <coughs> but whatever through through like years of years of like cultivating sure. stuff like we made them edible well it's like soybeans soybeans are toxic if you do not cook them they will kill you yeah. or cassava you know which africa there is a lot of use of cassava oh, yeah. to make you know it's bread like equivalent yeah, basically their version of if you were to eat raw cassava mm-hmm. That shit will kill you with toxic alkaloids. Usually it's toxic alkaloids that get you on most of these. Toxic alkaloids. It's kind of like every part of a bell pepper or tomato plant, except for the fruit. Because, I mean, they're nightshade family. Like, every part of it except the fruit will kill you. Raw tomato or raw potatoes will kill you if you eat too many of them. In short, everything's going to kill you. That's why we eat the. That's why we eat the cow and the pig. Cow is not going to eat it. Well, we have to cook the cow too. You can Mm. eat. There's parts of it you can have raw. You just got to butcher it cleanly. Like carpaccio, I will eat that shit all day. Steak tartare. Although, if we were like surviving out of the wilderness, we're probably no. Dude, if we're surviving in a wilderness, I'm not surviving. We're not surviving in the wilderness. That's just it. <laughs> we're, we're all dead. Like, Ethiopians do, like, a meat... Uh, like, I remember uh, Bourdain went, went to... I think he was in Ethiopia, and they gave him, like, basically, like, a big <clears throat> chunks of meat that were raw that they were eating. And, like, yeah, they were, like... You could see the, the fat on the meat because it was, like, super yellow because it had only been grass-fed. Like The creepy ones is when you see, like, the videos of, like different uh tribes in africa where they will go up to like a cattle and oh, yeah. like stab a vein in its neck collect it in like a jug mixed with milk yeah. 
the, and then those, they'll just gulp that down. Those, those, uh, what are they called? The, the, the people in, um, uh, Maasai? Uh, yeah. The yeah. Maasai I think it's the Maasai that do that. Are they in Sudan? I think they're Sudan. Uh, South I Sudan remember. now. All I know is it's creepy watching those Which videos. Which one's the Christian one South Sudan. South Sudan. Yeah. The northern ones are the, the Muslim country, the Islamic yeah, It country. should have always been like two. Yes. Things. Just you know, you have one. You have one with a lot of money, and the other one with not that much. It's always exploitive, not so much. On, but the Maasai uh, or Kenya stuff doesn't help either. Kenya and Tanzania. Oh, okay. The Maasai people. Oh, the 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 Sudanese people are, starts with a D or something. Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I feel like that's something Joe Biden. The Maasai are the ones from the era where Kevin Bacon found him. Oh, yeah, like miraculous basketball player. Who are the ones? That the gods must be crazy. Oh, those are the, um... The... God's gonna find it, and I'm gonna go like, oh, yes. The Bushmen... The Kalahari. Kalahari? Kalahari Bushmen. Maybe they have a, a tribal... Oh, no, it's, don't leave them a Coke bottle. Things go bad. All because of one Coke bottle. This, 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 this movie doesn't hold up, right? <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> not <racist. laughs> It's uh, bad. Set in Botswana, it follows the story of Z, XI, a San of the Kalahari Desert, S-A-N, the San people, known as the Bushmen. Mm. Now, that movie doesn't hold up. Yeah. I remember thinking that really funny. Or at least feeling Finance like it should only be funny. From... I don't remember exactly why I was, was really funny. young when yeah. I watched it, so I just laughed when, like, my dad and my brother laughed, and it's like... I don't know what to It's a South African comedy <laughs> film financed only from local sources. It is the most commercially successful release in the history of South Africa's film industry. Even more than District 9? Yes. It's released in 1980. And yes, the, I remember the premise of that being the bottle that fell from the sky. And Guy was it. flying a, in a plane, finished his, his cocaine, threw it out, because don't litter. And yeah, the sand had to go take it to... Did he take it to the ocean? Get... Yeah. Oh, I know is the gods must be crazy. Especially when it's George Burns and he's hanging out with yeah. John Denver. No. That's Oh God. It's not the gods must be crazy. Yeah, that's Oh God must be crazy. Book two. And then, like, George Burns threw a Coke bottle at John Denver. Oh God, you devil. Anyways, we're, <clears throat> we've lost the thread, Dan. Get us back on track. Video games. Did you play any video games this week, Dan? Mm-hmm. You played a new old game this week. You started playing a new old game this week. What's that? The game that I started playing last night with you. Oh, yeah. We're playing Ghost Recon again. Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands. Because the Division has no new content. And then I was like, you know, it'd be kind of fun. That's kind of Divisionist, but but not Divisionist. Is uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. A.K.A. Cocaine Cowboys. Yeah. A very fun game. That's not a very good story. Like, a lot of Ubisoft games that are Tom Clancy's. <clears throat> this is even more... I think, like, the storyline doesn't fucking matter at all. Like, it has a super long intro cutscene where this white CIA lady is like, Alright, we had this happen. The drug dealers have done this and this and this. And that's why we called you in, right? You're part of the group, weren't you there? <clears throat> and then the, your character goes, Can't say we were there. Like oh oh you must be scary you can, it doesn't exist yeah you like you like this plot line if you like one of those like uh, made for cable like special ops um, kind of things and it's usually some B list actor or something like that and then they'll have one guy who plays like the head of the agency that'll be 
a B, a famous B actor, like maybe Edward James almost as the director. Yeah, it's those movies are basically like a poorer version of Black Hawk Down, where like Black Hawk Down has all the same elements. It's just that it has an all star cast and a lot of budget, so it can look a lot better. Yeah, and also as a competent camera, like director of photography. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. shot really well. Yeah, but it's the same premise. Yeah. It's just like we're all really badass and we're all into MMA and we, we wear Affliction t-shirts. I wear a hoodie, I got a scraggly beard, and I'm wearing a Shema around my neck because yeah. why not? I'm in Bolivia, but a Shema is something that I should be wearing here. It's nice. It keeps you nice and warm. <coughs> and Neckerchief. Yeah. And then you can pull it up really, really quick to... Uh... Hide your identity? Yeah, that's why... When the... you're doing no, dirt I'll... out in the middle of nowhere... No, like dust and like, stuff like that. Like, you can't interrogate a guy, so you decide that he's no longer necessary? We've been killing so many people. I know. Who cares? So my question... It's their love, like, sneaky stealthiness. It's You can actually play this game much more stealth than, like, Division. So you could fade away into Bolivian? Yes. I had to. We're but done. then... We're done here. <laughs> but I will say, like, the the prevalent tactic, it appears, in this game for some of the missions is find a helicopter. That's just you guys. I want to play it real. Do you really? You guys are always... Yeah. John's shooting whenever he wants to. I'm like, shooting silenced weapons. Yeah, but you can't just shoot, like, at whenever you want. Like, we have to have a plan. Like, what's to happen? Because usually this is what happens. Oop, I missed. Oh, everybody hates us. And I'm not saying only you do that. Like, everybody does that. We all fly off the handle. Uh-huh. It's like, we're a bunch of clowns. We're supposed to be ghosts. I'm going to say, it sounds like John does have a plan, and it's to shoot everything. Exactly. I mean, hey, I'm fine with that. Uh, well, it's funny, because, like, at one point last night, I remember, like, I think Dan saying, okay, there's guys over here. And it's like, I've already killed four of them. And Dan's like, well, what are we doing? <laughs> I guess we're going in hot. That was Dan's favorite famous phrase every night, like, or every mission last night. Well, I guess we're going in hot. Yeah. We're going loud. Oh, uh, yeah. There was one time we are all, like, sneaking around, and then Bryce is just like, I shot a guy. And it's like, <laughs> oh. Like... And then it's like, oh, no, we're pinned down. Yeah, because we don't know where anybody is. We haven't done any recon. Uh-huh. It's we in the name of the recon. It's yeah. in the name of the game. Well, Bryce and I don't have the super drones that you and David have. Well, they just so... let us do the super drones. But it's fine. What's actually, what's, what's, re- what's really fun about this game is that you can play it, like, as silly as you want. Yes. It's a little bit like GTA plus Arma uh-huh. plus, like, a, a plus clans. <laughs> a lot of clans. A lot of clans. Awful lot of clans. Yeah, it's, it's, it's arcade version of Arma. Yeah. Like, you can be, you can be as cool, realistic, like, you know, like, military mans as much as you want. You can be really cool and stealthy and, like, you know. Sink up your every, shots. Yeah, sink like... up your shots and call everybody a fuckstick. Um, you know, real Medal of Honor bullshit. Yep. Or you can just be like, hey, I don't know, I'm driving this car filled with C4 and I'm gonna jump out and then blow it up on people. Or hey, we're all, I'm riding, Dan and I ride motorcycles, Bryce is in the sports car that we just stole from the last mission that we, that just is apparently like okay to just leave here at the end of the mission. And then we hit a corner and we all take it a little fast, take it a little too fast and then Bryce kills me. All while narrowly missing a civilian who was right next to me on the side of the road. That was impressive. Because he was going very, very fast. And he only killed me. The lady was literally standing right next to me. (laughs) And then his car went into the bush and disappeared. That's why we're ghosts. Mm -hmm. Then there was the other time that Dan told me... Dan was like, why is John two kilometers away from us? 
Oh yeah, the the, the game is. <laughs> the, the game, game has some sinking issues. Yeah, it's definitely jank. I mean, it's kind of it's a little bit impressive what it's doing. Yeah, because it's like a huge like the world is pretty huge. It's big. Like there's a bunch of there's a bunch of climates <coughs> that are biomes that we haven't even been to or you haven't been to yeah. yet. Um, and it's pretty impressive. And I was showing Bryce some stuff last night, and he was like, "Wow!" It was, it's, and it, it's like every Ubisoft game. They have some wonderful artists, and sometimes they don't fill the world with stuff, and yeah. it makes me kind of heartbroken because mm-hmm. there's no real reason <coughs> to go to certain spots because there's no mission there, other than if you just want to hang out. But some artists designed all of this. This beautiful game would stuff. almost be a really cool like Burnout Paradise SSX. Like we're just extreme dudes. Yeah. Like, because there's, like, some Vestas and Vantage Points, and it's like, yeah, we could totally do Point Break the movie, the modern movie. Which is what we also look like yeah. when we were driving around in that, too, yes. But, like, yeah, it's, it's like, a lot of Ubisoft games. There's a lot of, like... Open world jank. Ifs and ands and buts. But it's just, like, yeah, there's a lot of... The, the, yeah, there's everyone has like, such a big Like, butt. at its core, it's a fun game. There's just a lot of, like, weird stuff, like, the story's weird, uh, mission structure's kind of weird sometimes, um... You know, if you're playing only... So you normally have four people in your squad, you and three others, and they all talk with each other. However, if one person joins from online, then those guys go away, right? So now you're just playing two-person co-op. However, when you're doing story things, those four people are still talking. Where are they? They're invisible. Like I was, Dan. I was the predator last night. Yeah, John was invisible. (laughs) So like he said, he's like, why are you two kilometers away? Like, I'm here, Dan. I'm right next to you. And then it was funny because he and David were down. They had gotten down and like we were, I was carrying on the mission. I finally had a chance to walk over and revive Dan. So I I do it. I revive Dan. And then I start walking over to David and Dan walks up next to me and he's like, why, why can't I revive David? Why can't I revive David? And I'm like, Dan, I'm reviving him. He's like, what? (laughs) Oh my God. He's like, you're the predator. I was not there, but I was there. Did I eventually reappear, or did it just was I still just? <laughs> is that when you? Tried? I remember I was like, yeah. I'll log off, and then David's like, I should be like, yeah, I should. yeah. That's but uh, but yeah, it's 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 a Ubisoft game where it's like, man, it's a lot of fun. I just kind of wish like they didn't wrap it in a lot of, lot of machismo bullshit. Yeah, I don't mind machismo, but this is definitely machismo shit. And not to knock people <laughs> who do MMA because there's five people who do MMA. Darnell does MMA stuff, training and that kind of stuff. But there is definitely a subsection of those people Poor that time, are man. like a little bit way too extreme yeah. and like chill out, bro. Okay, like just because you cry at a movie, you're, it's not the end of the world. Like you don't have to prove everybody that you're a badass. Yeah, like the thing is, is they're not that <clears throat> badass. I mean, it's, you I, can beat me up. That's not really like a big deal. That's not badass. That's violence. Well, no. If you can beat me up, like. Cool, good. You you beat up like uh, you beat up a fat, lazy geek who has like no muscle mass. Good job. <laughs> Way to beat up like wow, a wow. You're a, impressive. An out of shape like late thirties guy. Bruce Lee would really be impressed. <laughs> Here's the sad thing. I just feel like there's that's unfortunately a lot of yeah. that community that is that that, that is a. Uh, uh, visible. Yes. Because there's a lot of, like... I mean, I have a cousin who fights MMA professionally. Yeah. Like, he, he just had a fight in Detroit and beat up the dude. But he was... he was he does, He's, like, a pretty humble guy and doesn't say much. He's not he the kind who's out there with a sword <clears throat> tattooed on his chest. No. Pounding on it going, I'm the best fucking thing in no. the world. No, he, he teaches Sunday school and uh, and helps out with uh, troubled youth in one of the mental hospitals. Wait, in, like, in I mean, one of the games writers, <laughs> I'm, one of the games writers we all follow, Danielle Riendo, is like super into MMA and, and grappling and is like volunteering constantly. And, it's just, and there is, there did is EMT work? Yeah. There's definitely some of those folks that is. Oh, yeah. Bro-y. 
Yeah, it's just just unchecked masculinity. But I guess I guess that's with it. Pretty much, sword bros, beer dudes, they're all out there. Video so. games, video gamesmen's, beard dudes. Yeah, beardo. Hey, I did have to like lead a, club. Dan and I are in. Yeah, I did have a beardo beards. guy in another um, Toyota eight six like wave hi to me on the road. Nice. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot this is a thing. Toyota eight six, Dan. What happened? You got... Yeah. So, so I know somebody parked in your parking spot because your Corolla was missing. No, his Kia was missing. I thought Corolla was your car. Man, you you get a new car every yeah, week. That's the thing he does now. My car was broken. Everything's fine now. Goodbye. Uh-huh. Is it all fine, Dan? 100%? Yeah, 100%. They figured it out? They know wrong. what the problem is? Yeah, they know... No, well, they know what the problem is. They don't know how to fix it. Yep. So the problem... So is it still problemed or... Did they like throw hey, some hey, bubble gum okay, on so it? The, we're problem, at it. the problem of the of the car is that like essentially, when the engine gets too cold, like 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 uh, like very very cold, like uh, northwest winter cold. Yeah. So uh, the the spark the the gas in your the the gas in your tank behaves differently when it's when it's cold. So that's why they have two different mixes usually with for gasoline, right? <clears throat> the summer mix and like a. Uh, it's not so much that. It's it's more that like why you have two different fuel injectors in your cylinders oh. usually, and they'll kind of do different things. But it's basically like there's a there's an onboard computer, and the ECU kind of like regulates like knows like hey, it's this temperature. We're gonna like, kind of do the mix a little bit different, right? Um, <clears throat> it's the same thing with like really, really old cars. Like you couldn't get, go past a certain altitude because the air and the air and fuel mix couldn't would be different. Mixing the gas one. So yeah. a lot of cars, like you know, the ga- gas has gotten better. Cars have gotten more efficient, and <coughs> that's not so much a problem. That's also why, like before, you used to have to warm up your car. Now you shouldn't warm up your car because that's actually bad for your cars, your modern cars. Also, it's bad the fact that a lot of people love to start their car with remote ignition and leave it in their driveway, yeah. unlocked, running. It's, it's weird, though. You it. still see articles occasionally where somebody's <coughs> saying, oh, you, you actually should warm your car up nah, before you... Those people modern, are wrong. Yeah, if it's a modern car, you should not. You're just you're damaging your car. It's like anything from, I want to say it's around 1990-ish, yeah. is the guaranteed you're good. Mm-hmm. Before that, if you had, like... Oh no! Something like a Mercedes. You were good since like I think the late seventies, even because yeah, Mercedes S car, the S class got the first of everything. I mean, that's why they tell you in a lot of cases don't turn your car like when you're waiting for somebody. Like they tell you, leave yeah, it turn your car time. off because yeah. if you turn it on, it doesn't actually hurt the yeah. it doesn't hurt the car because the car is still still warm. warm so yeah. it's not like it's really going to do anything. No. You're not even really wasting. Much. You're not even using more gas when you turn on your car. <clears> you're using more gas you, by just yeah. idling. Yep. On that note, real quick, I learned a cool law that's in New York, like New York City, that I really wish they had in um, this area. Oh, the idling of the... The idling truck law, Mm -hmm. where if your truck is just idling, people can report you, and the people will get 25% of the ticket that they give for doing that. You know what they should... You know what they really should do here? Sorry, I'm going to get on my sandbox for a second. They should do that, but for carpool violators on the fucking 405 North, because I'm driving to work at 6 o'clock in the morning, and I am literally counting one car, two car, three car, four car, five. These are all these people are on this in this carpool lane, and all of them are single car drivers. See, that one they'll never solve for one reason. That requires police enforcement. The idling vehicle one, people can take a video and just submit it through an app. Police only enforce one... I love when they say, yeah, we're doing emphasis patrols for cell phone use while driving. And it's like, no, the only thing they ever fucking do any patrols for is speeding. 
because speeding is easy. They have a radar gun or a LIDAR gun or whatever. They point it. They have a number that's more or less indisputable within like one or two mile per hour. And they could just give a ticket, done. It's the same thing with the freaking photo-enforced uh, light cameras. Like, I got one recently, because it's not, it doesn't, they don't consider those traffic violations. It's considered a parking violation. Yeah. Um, but I got one of those because I did a California stop at an intersection where it was a, it wasn't one of those that's no right on red. It was one where it was just like, there's two right, there's two turn lanes that go out into it, and you can turn when there's nobody there. And I didn't make a full and complete stop, and they fucking caught me because those cameras can just go, oh, you were going eight miles an hour instead of zero miles an hour. It's the, anything that they can do with zero effort, they will constantly... Yeah, I mean, they're never going... I love when I see somebody on their cell phone driving past a cop, or on a cell phone. I don't mind on a cell phone too much, although for everyone who says I can drive while talking on a cell phone, holding it up, no, you can't. Nobody can. That's why if I ever take a call with my hands-free Bluetooth mm-hmm. in-car system, yeah. I am the worst conversationalist because I'm paying attention to what I'm doing, not to the person on the phone. The only reason I picked up is maybe it's Bree saying, hey, there's an emergency, or maybe it's Bree saying, if you stop at a store, I need something. I'll go, I am. I'll call you when I get there. Yeah. But cops, anything that takes observation... The best are the people who don't hold it, even hold it up to their fucking ears. Oh, the I people lo- who are holding it like they're fucking looking at the web and talking into it. The FaceTimers. They're either FaceTiming or they're doing like um, a speaker phone, yeah. but they're holding it. And it's like, dude, just... You don't need to hold it when you have the fucking speaker phone on. I love when people are walking down the sidewalk doing that. It's like, the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Hold it to your ear or like put that shit away. Back in my day. Get the fuck off my lawn, you damn kids. Just hang up the phone unless you have hands free. In which case, you're still not going to be a great conversationalist well, you know or how, a great driver. You know how there are those lovely instances when you're on a phone call while you're driving and then 20 minutes go by and you're like, wait a minute, how did I get? How did I drive all the way to this point? I wasn't paying very much attention to the road, was I? I was on automatic pilot, so if something actually happened, it could have been, been bad. But luckily, nothing did. Yeah, just don't, don't do it. Have your phone read out your text, or your car read out your text like Dan's does. And have yeah, weird, mine does that voice. too, and it's great, where it's like, last week, oh, I think oh. it was, remember I was running late because yes. of traffic, yeah. and um, you have a new text message. Okay, I hit the button so I could talk to car and go, play, message from Dan, are you, and traffic, bad? <laughs> and it's like, okay. No, mine are more like, are you graphic, bad, smiley face. No, it doesn't say smiley face. Colon. I will. If somebody sends me an emoji, it just goes. <laughs> I, I love when I get like a Amazon treasure truck one, oh, and because it has like a web link on it, it's like H T T P. Go to the scratch. A M A Z O N dot com. Well, it's also funny now because like my iPhone has when I get those robocall voicemails I because it does the the transcription now so when you click on the voicemail in your on your phone it'll have like the, an attempted transcription of what it is and like you can just see like total garbage that you get like I actually had one recently a robocall that was pretty scary because 
the voicemail sounded like a lady giving a testimonial on it as opposed to just like weird Chinese gibberish or, hey, this is a call from blah, 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 robot. Would you like to learn opportunities about? No, this is a lady saying like, oh, yeah, I heard about these IRS texting and I wanted to let you know that there's something going on. If you call this and this and this and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Somebody got into a VO booth and like read out a terrifying script. The one I like the most is the... Do not hang up the phone! Do you need help with back pain and braces for your back or knee? It's like, fuck I don't off. get those. Like I said, I either get Chinese gibberish. I love that Chinese gibberish one. Although the best one I ever got was one that it wasn't a unsolicited call. It was, I was waiting for, I think it was my electrician to come by for installing a bathroom fan when I first moved into my house. And they had one of those... This call is a reminder that Kilowatt Electrical will come to your house on Monday, June 21st, 2019. If you have any questions or to cancel, please dial. And then it goes, it goes like 360 billion. (laughs) Like it's read it as one number. number, It's like, I, what? I don't know what number that was. No, my best is still in my old apartment in Seattle when I had a landline. And <clears throat> I must have gotten the phone phone number of a different dude. And then this New York law office kept calling. And it was like, hello, I am from the law offices of something something. We are looking for Luis Zinogaga. <laughs> Luis, you need to call us right now for as uh, on an urgent legal an urgent matter. legal matter. All right? This is not <laughs> solicitation. Goodbye. And then it's just like, oh my god. So I would get that like every so often. And it's different, dude, but it's just all the superest, most Thick New York, New York accent, almost yeah. a stereotype thing. And one time, like, I, a, a couple times, I I answered, and then it's like, oh, we're looking for Luis. No, there's no Luis here. This is a new number, so it's probably his old number. Please put please, a note. Please stop calling me. Yeah. Okay, but do you know where Luis is? No! I don't know who Luis is! You know who might know who, where Luis is? No, I don't. I really don't know. I feel like that's not a real name. Luis Dinogaga <laughs> is not a real person. It might be just the poor, the bad New York accent trying sure, to Sure, whatever, it. but either way. And I was just like I'm sorry and then there was one time I talked uh, one time I called them uh-huh. because they kept they would keep he leaving calls, messages yeah. right and whoever this Luis is he's in real trouble he needs to call these people, <laughs> call these people. hey Luis it's an urgent legal, legal matter Luis if you're out there give them a call yeah, and then one time I called, and then there was a lady with a very thick New York accent. She's like, oh, yeah, we're looking for Luis Zinagaga. I was like, I know. I know who I you know, want. I know who you're looking for. <laughs> He's not here. And, I, and like, I started, like, I started getting crazy. I was just like, I am not Luis. I'm Daniel Paredes. I'm a real person. I'm a real boy. <laughs> Stop calling here. And it's just like, are you sure? Like, you don't know. I was like, listen, lady, please. If I knew, I would tell you. Do not call here anymore there is no Luis Zinogaga and like I don't know what you want like I understand you guys are trying to do a job but I just don't know what you want right here because you're not gonna get him so it it could be worse I actually when I when I was living on Capitol Hill I kept getting a answering machine message man that's a long time ago answering machines kept getting landline kept getting an answering machine message all the time of we're looking for it's like, we're looking for Billy Jones, or something like that. It's some, the name doesn't even matter, because 
one they called when during work hours at like eleven a.m. through one p.m. So I no no what it was is finally one day I was home from work and actually was home at that time because usually back then if I was home from work I'd be out and about because I was living almost downtown Seattle I'm yep. going to go to the waterfront or some shit uh-huh. picked up the phone and it, I hear hello we are trying to find Billy Jones and I was like hey you have the wrong number could you stop leaving and I hear click 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 click. And then, like, the phone line quickly, somebody, like, swapping things over, saying, they go, are you Kevin Nelson? Um, who might I say is calling? Yeah, Mr. Nelson, we have been trying to track you down. You owe a substantial debt. They were trying to trick a different Kevin Nelson. I started to explain to him, first off, they bought my debt from AT&T. And I was like, up until here, I never had a phone service... At all. Like, this is my first phone that's not supplied by a university or my parents. And they're like, well, we we acquired this debt from AT&T, you owe us a lot. And it's like, first off, you can't enforce that in Washington State. Washington State, you cannot legally enforce debt selling. Like, it's not allowed. Like, I could just tell you to fuck oh, off. Yeah. And they're like, listen, we don't want to have to take you to court, but we will. And it's like, also... Kevin Nelson. Do you know how common that name is? Nelson is like in the top ten like common last names in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Kevin ain't exactly like you know the most rare of names. No. Eventually, they're like, "Well, just give mm-hmm. us. Hey, we'll, we want to settle. Give us this X amount of dollars, and we'll go away." It's like fuck yeah. off. Yeah, it's they're, like they're yeah. It's not. It's not that they're looking for another Kevin Nelson. They're just fishing for for like if you at one point go like, oh, okay, well, um, like, hey, maybe you have somebody in. It's like, oh, I'll give us your you know something something, your social security number or your bank account number, so we can like straighten this out. Maybe you don't actually. Oh, maybe we have a different guy. Actually, like, oh, okay, yeah. Here's your here's my here's my private information, and then you're fucked. Actually, what they did is they they actually said like. Um, this is debt from when you lived at some some address. Like, they read off an actual address, and it's like, I've never lived there. And they're like, um, you're the last four digits of your social security number are... And it's like, no, that's not... No. Nope. And they're like, you owe us this money. Nope. And it's like, Sorry. no, you're, you're flat out yeah. saying I don't. So guess what? If you call me again... I will, I will I will look into filing charges of some sort for this harassment. Yeah. Yeah, At which point they go, "Are you are you threatening us?" And I said, "No, I'm telling you what I'm going to do." Threat is to imply there's going to be violence. That no, odds are I'm not going to back it up. It implies there's malice. There's you know bad things afoot. No, I'm telling you what the law is going to help me do if you continue. Yeah, it's it's all it's also cold reading. It's like the John Oliver thing. Yeah, because if you go like, oh, tactics. here's your last four digits. Like, no, that's not my last four digits. My last four digits is, and you're there. You go. Yeah, like, that's why I slip of the <laughs> mind. Like I've had, I've had like, yeah, I've had, uh, I've had. Uh, uh, bank, like my bank, call me, or at least my quote unquote bank. Your bank, and they're like, "Hey, we have like a thing. We just want to make sure you have some information." It sounds like pretty reasonable. Oh yeah, but totally. it's like it's like that's why they, that's why in all of those like 
all of those services and banks, and especially banks, will be like, we're never going to call you asking for this. Yeah, like, the only time we will call you is if there's a generalized message that needs to go yeah, to every customer. Going, yeah, but we're never going to ask you for actual specific yeah. information. Yeah, they, yeah. We will you, not ask you. You always call. Like yes. that's, that's the number one rule. Anybody who's listening to this, never give out your information if you did not initiate the call. Yeah, if you also, initiate the call to their official support line, and then you get asked for that information. Oh, yeah, that's fine. That is trust. Never, but if you did not initiate the call, never give out any information nope. ever. Also, like a good bank, mine, one time I called them up, I was like, why is it this certain thing keeps not going through? It keeps being denied. And they're like, they're saying weird with your account. Um, we need to look into this. It's okay if we call you back in about a half hour. I said, yeah, yeah that's fine. Half hour later, they called me back. I recognized as the same exact person. And... You know, they're like, if you want, um, I could hang up. Yeah. Uh, here's a number where See, you could call me directly. That's, call. that's what I, I would, would do. Always yeah. Call. yeah. I would never. That's why I'm always like, I would what, never, most of these ever. customer service places now, they're like, oh, schedule a time for us to call you. I'm just like, no. How about I just talk to you now? Or. I will schedule you know, getting your phone number to call you. Yeah, like it's. I'm just, I'm never, yeah, I don't trust that shit. Ever. Because it could be a rogue employee that just yeah. goes, oh, now I got this guy. Yeah. Now I can call him from a different line. Now you can look up my personalized data on my voice voice uh, box and yep. figure out where I live. Yeah, you can figure out all that stuff. Like, protect yourself. Protect yourself. She's listening. She oh, I learned the coolest new feature that I could do with those. I can't do it with yours. I can only do it with mine. the way you address yours? No, because you need... It's using the Alexa app. Uh-huh. And there's a feature on it. Like, when you load up the app, at the bottom of the screen, there's, like, the communication. Uh-huh. What you do is you then do announce, and you type in as much as you can, break it up with random spaces, just put gibberish. Make sure there's at least one vowel in every gibberish, and you hit send. And to every Alexa in your home, it will just go, like, message from Kevin. <laughs> Did you accidentally pocket dial your Alexa? <laughs> no, I was playing around because okay. for some reason it changed the wake up word on one of mine uh-huh. to the default word. Yes. At which point I was in the app correcting it. And when it did that, like I saw that announce thing, I was like, what's announce do? And I typed in like, Kevin is cool. Send in quotes. Kevin says, Kevin is cool. So it's like, I wonder what gibberish does. And it got good. So when Brie got home, without her seeing what it's doing, I hit send. And all of a sudden, from every Alexa, everywhere, there is, Kevin says, It's great. Good prank. (laughs) Give your parents nightmares forever if if you're the one who set up the tech in their house. Or your grandparents. Oh, oh, some religious grandparents. You're just like, God announces. God announces. Give your money to your grandchildren. I am risen. Eliminate your burden of materialism to your grandchildren. Particularly that nice one with the beard. Anyways. Dan, did you play anything else this week? I played more of that Outward. How is it? It's a pretty good game. I think so. Especially considering its pedigree. It's like 11 people worked on a game. It's pretty impressive for what it is. Like It feels like... It feels like a lot of the MMOs that I've tried to play in, in, in the past that are like, oh, we kickstarted this, or this is just early access, and you know it's shit, bro. <laughs> like, 
an MMO with a ton of money is still shit. Like it's so this is gonna be double shit. But it's a labor of love kind of stuff, and this is actually a really good, really good one. Like the com, like nothing is nothing is actually like that great in the game. Like the combat's like, eh, but it's actually it's pretty cool. It's like it's got that it's got that feeling of like, ah, oh, yeah, finally did it, and then like you know finally beat the guy or whatever. And, a real like, sense of accomplishment. Yeah, a real sense of accomplishment. And what's also cool is that like you don't, I mean, like you can kind of try to avoid as many fights as you can. Like you're never gonna avoid. It's just not that kind of game where you just avoid every fight. Mm-hmm. But like there's a lot of times where it's like, well, this is not worth it for me to try to fight the guy right now. Um, you know, maybe I'll just, I'll just leave because not, there's no experience. Mm-hmm. It's just all tied into money. So, um, low money, more problems. Yeah, and you get money from. Which is why I heard you and David concocting diabolical schemes to game the system. Yeah. We're just going to make new characters over and over again. <laughs> yeah, and just keep getting the, the, keep the, getting the, these the money. extra money. And just over time, we're going to have a bunch of money. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, I have a hard time playing it by myself because, like, I like. I feel like I'm not very good at the combat, and also combat's really like janky. But uh, but yeah, I like I really like that game. <coughs> it's got a charm to it. It's got a it's got a thing where it's 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 like maybe eighty percent of what I want in like a dungeon crawling four person like four four player third person adventure game that's a little bit like Dark Soulsy, mm-hmm. but not too much. Ten percent of it is that it's only two players. Yeah, well, there is a mod to make uh, yeah, it in limited players. There's a mod there's, mods, there's mods all over the place on that game. Um, but not through Steam Workshop. No, through Nexus. Nexus mod. But um, what's... So what's... Yeah, it's it's almost got that feeling of like... Because like, I like... I like Dungeon & Dragons type of stuff. Like, I like going through a dungeon. But I also don't like... I also don't like the, the, the feeling of Path of Exile and Diablo where we're just like fucking laying waste. Well, it's kind of fun. But like There's we're time just, and a place we're for just that. laying waste to it like we're like the Avengers or something. We're just like just fucking casting all of these things aside. I want it to be like something where like it's like Baldur's Gate or Divinity Original Sin 2, but instead of like, oh, I just use this ability and I click on the guy and then when it's my turn to go in the round and my guy go and then you control that guy and what he's gonna do. This is all in real time. Yeah, real time. So that's really fun. Mm -hmm. Like I I, and like, you know, it's like dark and the dungeon stuff. Like that's cool. It also feels a little bit like a really hardcore realistic well realistic. Quote. But in that in that vein, like uh, Fable, because some of the character designs is not exactly Fable, but it's definitely if you put <coughs> a lot of Fable, you're like it's a little bit like that because they're not going for like a Dragon Age kind of like oh we've got all this like crazy stylized armor. weird like but big it's also not going for like the Warcraft like this is super cartoony mm-hmm. huge, but it's kind of like splitting the difference a little. And I also do like I do like that. Mm-hmm. Um, although there's only three things of armor, there's hat. Attire and pants. That's that's all. Oh no, not pants. Uh, boots. So it's it's attire. It's everything from your neck uh-huh. to your to your to your to your feet, and then boots. So it's like pretty simple. It doesn't have like like ten slots for like left ring and and shoulder pads, and then like knee pads, and then feet. It's like fanny oh, pack. And boy, come on. You mean division where it's backpack? Division isn't too bad. There's six slots of thing. Like it's not too bad, but there's some games that just and have then a lot. There's the mods on top oh, of that, though. That's a different question. <laughs> I agree with you there. That's a different thing altogether. But anyway, but like it's only three things, but you can actually like you look different. Like you look like when uh, that's that's the one thing like, you know, um 
I mean, Wildlands has that, like, with the customization options and those characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a lot of, like, different shit in that thing. But it's, like, it's, like, cosmetic, right? So, like, this one, like, when it, like, the region I was, the region that I was in became snow. And then I finally found, like, my last piece of snow armor. Mm -hmm. Keeps you warm all the time. But I look, I look cool in the snow. But it also is is physically keeping your character from freezing to death, right? And if I wore it in the summertime, I'd be way too hot. You, You know what else did that, Dan? There's a little game called the Breath of the Wild you might have heard of. Yeah, but you don't really change like how you look. You do? Those armor sets look completely different. A little bit. You brought it up. Do you want me to talk about Breath of the Wild? I'm just, I'm, I'm, I am accentuating the point. I'm just, I'm stating for the record that I did not bring this game up. I know. The record notes, uh, Mr. Paredes did not bring the game as it will be referred here on out. I'm referring to Uh, gameplay. I'm, we're good. I'm abstaining from comment. Very well. See, look how look how mature I am. Um, the record notes, Mr. Paredes <laughs> looks mature. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Outward's pretty fun. In a very hard, sometimes really frustrating way. And it's definitely not a game for everyone. It's a game for, like, four. You and David being two world. Yeah, I could imagine most people playing this game and going, like, what the... I'm surprised it's on console, honestly. I'm surprised, like, I don't know, like, random Joe Schmo being, like, looking at the PlayStation Store and going, like, oh, I'll just download this. Because there, there is a level of, like, not of early access that is still in that game that is not very, like, yeah, it's not very... Polished? Not polished at all. It is not a polished game. It's definitely more polished than a lot of games. I will say that, but there's definitely no, like, hey, this is what you gotta do, or, like, hey, the, the story is kind of, like, there's, yeah, it's really, it's really awkward. Like, this is something that, like, I would, yeah, if I got it, this is something that you learn about, like, on PC Gamer, and then they played it, and you're like, oh, what is that game? Or and Rock, you, Paper, Shotgun. Yeah, then you play that game, and you're like, wow, this is really cool for what it is, 11-person yeah. team indie game. But, like, if I was a console player, and, like, I expected a certain level of, like... Craft and polish and... Not so much. There's... It's a more of a subtle craft of, like, wow, this is really ambitious and interesting because it does things that a lot of games don't do, or at least doesn't do all in one game. Uh, You know what game has a lot of craft? Yoshi's Crafted World. You've been playing Yoshi's Crafted World, Kevin? No. But I'm sure it has a lot of craft. It's in the name. Had your perfect segue. Oh two. yeah, I played like two hours of Elder Scrolls Online the first time in like a month. You gotta get ready for that new expansion, Dan. Well, I was I was bored and and like uh-huh. and Rick came online uh-huh. and he was like, "Play with us." Okay. And I'm like, I haven't talked to Rick for. No, I know it's been. It's been I did a couple dungeons. Uh, I didn't know what any of the controls were. I was like, "How do I get my horse again?" <laughs> Press H. Oh yeah. David bought a house in that game. He's getting it ready. So yeah, but cool. the, the expansion. Kevin, what have you played this week? For the record, I'd like to point out for the record that I was merely, I was not comparing gameplay. I was comparing a facet. I'm still not talking about. If you disagree, that's all you have to say. Still not talking about. The record shows. I don't want to be that person. That Mr. Paredes is not that person. I played Crosscode, and you're still playing Crosscode. <laughs> yes. Did you finish the raid? So remember, I went to the raid, and then I got stolen away by a hacker, uh-huh, yeah, and then I went to the Red World. So my buddy. Who is high level guy in my guild? He and I are stuck in the red world, and he's like, "This is kind of cool. Let's have some fun." And then, like, we did a quest, and the quest, like, we're told, "Go to your the bed in the dorm, and you can rest." And he's like, "All right, we'll go the well. Do you have a bed in the dorm?" 
you do. Like, my character's nodding because, you know, I only have, like, five words. words, So, eventually, he's like, all right, let's go back to our uh, dorm rooms. It's a good place where we could just log off from there. So, we go back, and he logs off, and then logs back on, then logs off, logs back on, and he's stuck in the world. It's Sword Art Online, Mm -hmm. where you can't log off. So now we're trying to figure out how to get out of here, and we're stuck in the red world. And I learned my hacker friend, who is the one who's like kind of my, um, I don't know, communicator, like will pop up every once in a while and say like, hey, you should go check this out. Yeah. I started having more memories, and in my memories, I saw him. He's part of my past. Sure. I don't know what's up, but he's part of my past. There's, There's another layer. you got to go deeper. It's like an ogre. Ogres are like onions. Layers. Lots of layers. And so now we're trying to find our way out of the red world. Cool. That's all I played. Oh, wow. All right. Well, then, I am going to regale you with a simple tale of my week so far. I woke up last Sunday morning, Mm -hmm. and I was... Oh, yeah. I was like, hey, I want to play a game. Play a game. Sat in front of my PC. I'm like, what do I have that I haven't played? Because I have a lot of games that I haven't played that are sitting in my Steam library. And you went, I went to myself, Self, you like Stardew Valley, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like Stardew Valley. The record shows Mr. Hood is talking to himself. This is me and me. This is, this is my headcanon here. I'm, I'm taking you on a journey. Come with me. Anyways. Um, so I look at the list of games I have. And I look at a game and I go, oh yeah, I played that <coughs> at PAX. I kind of liked it. But I never got around to playing it even though I bought it. Graveyard Keeper. It's kind of like Stardew Valley. But with graveyards. But you're the graveyard keeper. You wake up in a house, and then you find out that you've been made the new graveyard keeper, because you're apparently not from that dimension. And your goal is to get back to your love. Just says your love. I don't know what they specifically mean by that, but... They mean somebody that you love. Then a cardinal shows up, and he goes, hey, you're Are the we new talking like St. Louis, or... Just a random cardinal. Dude. Arizona? No, no. Like the, the holy religious type cardinal. Oh, like the soon-to-be Pope of Chilitown. Sure. All right. Um, and he goes, you're the new graveyard keeper. You've got to handle the dead bodies that come in. you got to make sure they get buried. you got to make sure the graveyard looks okay. So that's the first facet. It's like, all right, going to take care of this graveyard. Got to go take these bodies, put them on the autopsy table, maybe remove their skin, <clears throat> maybe remove their blood. Maybe remove their skull. That, that doesn't sound like Graveyard Keeper as much as somebody really gets off on letting their kink flag really fly. The thing is, is that removing body parts from the bodies results in them being good or evil or providing good or bad qualities for the grave you put them in. So there's red skulls and there's white skulls on them. And your goal is to try and get all white skulls because that means the body is in very good condition. And the person lived a quote-unquote good life, according to this. Then you bury them in the cemetery, and then you have to put a headstone and a grave mar- or a little, uh, what is it called, barrier around the, the grave. Um, but yeah, it starts out with a lot of that management, going back and forth. There's seven, <coughs> I forget if there's six or seven days in the week. So it's progressive. Seven. Yeah. In this Monday game, I can't know. This, this doesn't have actual day days. It has symbol days. So like there's the the day that you you know like the the day you start is like a weird purple sun. But then there's also like a green like moon looking thing. And yeah. Okay. So aside from this, so you're on an alien planet. 
You're, you're on a, an alien planet that kind of seems like medieval Europe type village. So, an alien planet. Yeah. Um, so, you, mean you start by managing Europe. the graveyard. Then you can start doing stuff in your own little farmstead that you have. You get a little, or your little homestead. <clears throat> then you get a farm. You can manage the farm and the graveyard. Then you can manage the farm, the graveyard, and the church. Because then you, you get made a priest. And you can start carrying out services once a week. And the services allow you to get faith which is a resource in this game, as well as money, because people are donating at your church. And you got to also make the church look nice so that it gives you more money and more faith when you carry out your sermons once a week. You can also build confessional booths where they'll give you faith randomly once per week when somebody goes in and confesses. When did this go from graveyard keeper to church man? Dude, you do everything in this game. You do that, and in addition to the church stuff, you have a basement underneath the church that also connects to your house, that also connects to the mortuary, that you have to build out and create, like, you know, pathways through. But in the basement, you can start writing books and stories, Mm -hmm. and you can also start researching alchemical solutions and substances. (coughs) Your character has a church workbench that allows you to build things like candles, so you have candles that you can put in the candle holders in the church to burn while you're having services. Because burning candles make it more churchy, which means people donate more money and give you more faith. Uh, you can research different types of prayers that allow you to get different effects. Um, and then there's the foraging part where you go out into the world and you start foraging stuff. And then there's a part where you have all these quest lines that are involved with each of these individual characters that you meet. And you it's a lot. People? Huh? You fight people? You go into a dungeon, you can fight enemies... You can also find them on the world map. You can build so you have a, but it's simple because it's just a sword and armor that you can build. Um, well, this is the last game you play. This is I've I played a, you know a couple other things this week with Ghost Recon Wildlands being one of them. Um, but yeah, like my whole Sunday disappeared when I started playing this. Like no joke, I went from zero to like eight hours, nine hours that first day, and it's been pretty much nonstop the rest of the week. Like coming home, playing for several hours a day. I'm on day 170 something in the game, um, but they do they do a really good job of like layering stuff on like as you progress through the you know, first several weeks. Like here's something new to do for you to schedule as part of your week. Um, the problem is is that in the beginning you really kind of have to like set what you're gonna do <coughs> each day. It's like okay today I'm only focusing on this. I'm gonna do go look for these resources, get them back, and start producing this stuff. So today's the day I'm going to manage my graveyard and get all the, clean up the headstones, build some more headstones and some some barriers so that I can make the graves look more fancy because your graveyard has a score and your church has a score and the cardinal needs you to get your graveyard and your church to a high enough score so that you can progress his quest line. But then there's also, you know, there's a quest line for a thief looking character who you find in the basement of your, you know, the whole connected structure. There's also the big long quest line, which is related to the to you trying to get back home through a magic portal that is being guarded by an inquisitor who has you help him get some flyers and some some firewood so he can burn witches. And yeah, it's a lot. But the thing is, is that the good thing I think it does <coughs> is at one point they tell you, oh by the way, if you need help, you can resurrect some zombies. That's usually a bad move. So some of the bodies, the bodies that come in, you can, once you have a specific resource and a table to resurrect them on, you can throw them on that table and bring them back to life, quote unquote. But these are not the fast, like, eat your brain kind of zombies. These are the, I'm going to put you here and you're going to mine this this stone forever for me. 
So basically it allows you to automate a lot of the resource gathering functions or resource creation functions because basically you can plop them down at almost any of your stations that you have to build stuff on and tell them what you want them to build and they'll just sit there and build it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's a lot of like getting that stuff automated and, but it is a lot of plate juggling, like, you know, just spinning plates and trying to figure out how to keep them up and running. Um, so yeah, I've gotten through a lot of that game and have gotten to a place where I have a couple of things pretty well set. Um, the most <coughs> recent thing I opened up was the merchant quest, so you can now start like creating these crates of goods that you can sell once per week, um, and those will make you a lot of money. Loot crate. It is basically it's a, a crate that you of a bunch of crafted materials that you make that sells for a bunch of money. Um, yeah, it's really it's scratching that Stardew Valley itch very very well, um, but it has like I said the automation stuff that Stardew had a little bit of like with the sprinklers and things like that, but this takes it to like that next step. Um, and a lot of the the quest lines, the, the, if I do have some criticisms, it's frustrating because a lot of those quest lines capabilities <clears throat> are only on specific days of the week. Mm-hmm. And they only stay there between like sun up and sundown. They don't stay there that whole 24 hour period. So there have been several instances where I've <clears throat> gone, like I've been out doing something and I've been like, oh shit, I need to talk to this person for this quest to progress it. And then I go there. And then I get up there, and it's just after sundown, and I see them walking away. So you it's can't sh- interact with them. It's Shenmue. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the good thing is, is that at least with this, I have actual other concrete things I can do. I can do a lot of things. Uh huh. Yeah, I can go play virtual on for twelve hours. Or hang on, was it? What was it in the? Yeah, uh, hang not on. Virtual. <laughs> not hang even on. close. <laughs> Um, that would be cool. <laughs> that make no that'd sense. Be a lot, that'd be a lot better <laughs> yeah. than a lot of the stuff that's in there. I've been watching the giant bomb endurance run of that. Oh, boy. See, I wanted my Stardew Valley type of kick, and that's why I planted my garden. You planted a real-ass garden. And, you know, I have the automation features that are good, so four days a week, I have my sprinklers water the garden for me. Very nice. It's so much better that no, way. What happened here? Um, you, uh, you, should, you should talk to us. That wait, tweet is still up. What? It just says Xbox. <clears throat> yeah. The official Xbox account just tw- just tweeted out. Well, Xbox. Not, yesterday tweeted out Xbox. You know, there are worse things to tweet. Oh, there's definitely you, worse things. You could things. be Randy Look. Pitchford and just go on like an all-night Twitter binge. Or you could be Uber and tweet out the N-word. <laughs> Did you see that? I didn't see that one, but... <laughs> That was an automated thing because so basically somebody was trolling them, right? And asked and like, "Hey, I need this like thing fixed." But then they switched their Twitter <coughs> name, the display name, to the N word. Oh, right. So the so the automated bot of Uber said, "Oh yeah, hey, at, why don't you why don't you um, uh, DM us and whatever at blah blah blah." And no, we'll no, just help blah, you blah, blah, out. It's the, it's the display name, not the actual Twitter name. So they just took the whatever the display name, and then the guy switched the display name and then screenshotted that. So he trolled and him. He trolled oh. him. See, though, at least that was just trolling an yes, automated thing. Automated bots are bad. Like Instead of Randy it's, Pitchford. It's so crazy. But yeah, the Randy Pitchford technically might All be right. worse because it's actually like... I played a little more Katana <laughs> Zero, but I still like the game. It's frustrating and good, but let's get to that news. 
Randy Pitchford. Ooh, so Borderlands he 3. said Borderland 3 would not have any microtransactions. And then one of the other Gearbox people had an interview with Game Informer. Yes. Talked about, yeah, so we will have, just like with Borderland 2, you could buy cosmetic items yes. with real money. Yes. Just cosmetics, not pay no to in-game. win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they went... Game Informer's tweet... Hey, guess what? There are going to be microtransactions. Yeah, even though, Randy, even though this was just said on stage... That there wouldn't be. We have confirmed you will be able to purchase, you know, cosmetic items. Like, they specifically said, like, there will be microtransactions. And Randy Pitchford... Lost his goddamn mind. You know that saying, I don't think that word means what you think it means. He does not think microtransactions mean anything except for pay-to-win items. And so he lost his fucking mind. Andy McNamara from Game Informer, he started saying, like, hey, if you tell us where we're getting this wrong, because Pitchford is going off about how they're liars and essentially saying things like, why are you fucking me like Like, this? That was the end statement. It was, like, Mm -hmm. basically, it's like, this this is a lame, clickbaity article and, like, but yeah, then he finally at the end said, why you try to fuck me like this? And it was just like, oh, yo. Pitchford, like, you got it. You're the CEO of the company. I get it. Like, nobody can apparently stand up to you and say, Randy, you gotta stop. I believe it was Giant Bomb who said, saying along the lines of, somebody needs to take his phone away from him. Like, you are doing damage to potential revenue at this point. He is pulling an Elon Musk at this point. The, like, people seem pretty positive about, like, the reveal of that game, like, for the most part. Like, everyone's like, alright, that looks like it'd be fun. Like, you know, people who are Borderlands fans, I'm being one of them, like, I... It looks like they're making some changes to the gameplay and things like that, but it's still gonna be a Borderlands It's game. still a, sl- a Schluter. Schluter. A Schluter. Schluter. But, yeah, so apparently, Randy Pitchford started to get into it with Almost anyone responding. And it went on. At one point, there's a tweet from, I forget who, who said, it's 4 a.m. and we're still at this. It went into the middle of the night. I forget who it was from Giant Bomb who I think tweeted out or said something along the lines of, um, somebody needs to tell Randy Pitchford that hottest mess doesn't come with a trophy. Speaking of... of is this is the guy with the magic tricks, right? Yes, this is Randy uh, Pitchford, um, Mr. Close Up Magic. This is Medieval Times. Medieval Times. Magical USA. porn. Yeah. Magical porn. Seeing Giant Bomb. Dan, you were commenting on the fact that they were talking about the Tim Sweeney tweets about the 88-12 revenue split between... Oh, are we his, switching gears? Yeah, I mean, that we pretty much covered the Randy Pitchford Randy Pitchford there. is crazy, and we'll check in again, like... Yeah, the... Because he'll keep going crazy. The background is, is that Tim Sweeney from Epic Games is like, oh, we'll stop like getting exclusives if Steam will like go to the eighty-eight twelve model that we have. Yeah, and then a lot of people on Giant Bomb, which I love Giant Bomb, and like they're honestly the only podcast I listen to at this point. So like I'm a hundred percent fan, and I do the premium stuff. Blah 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 blah. Qualification, qualification. Yes, yes. Caveat, but caveat. like, there's sometimes I get really disappointed in their take because it's human. Anyway, I was I was really like not into their take this this week where they're like, like, oh yeah, maybe he's like he's probably like you know sincere and genuine about this. It's like bullshit. Come on, he's a CEO of a company. Like fucking dude, he is not genuine. 
Like he might be genuine in this exact moment, but the, the but the minute that they can have any kind of advantage, he's not going to do that. That's why he's CEO. Like you don't become CEO because you're a nice person, Randy Pitchford. Like you don't you don't become a CEO. That's why you should have the, they they should take their phone <laughs> away from them. Yeah. You don't become a CEO if you're not kind of like kind of, kind like of off kilter and kind of a dick. That's just not how our capitalism works. Yeah. So like to try to like take. Uh, see, especially something like that where they're like, "Oh, we'll stop this exclusive thing." If <laughs> and you we'll put our business. games in Steam. That was the other. Yeah, thing. and then we'll put our games in Steam if you change your business model. All right, come on, you're ridiculous. Like one, if they did do that, and somebody asked him right afterwards, like, "So are you going to put your games on Steam?" He his instant answer would be like, "Well, we have to review all the options available to us, and we we'll of- see if they actually change first, yeah. and then we will evaluate exactly what it means as a business." And hey, if they do do that, if they do follow it through their word, and for whatever reason they're working for like this greater kumbaya moment of gaming industry, cool, good on you. But like, I'm not gonna take. Tim Sweeney, CEO of a, of a major video game company, uh-huh. uh, one that is cutthroat, just like every other video game company, and just be like, oh yeah, they probably like like like. Would you take him at his word if he's like, oh yeah, we're gonna try to eliminate crunch? Like we're really disturbed about like. Well, and- like no, I'm not gonna take you at your word. You're gonna do the bare minimum in order to get the bad <clears throat> press away, mm-hmm. and then like unless I see actual results, like if if you have like this like this like and and again like. Yeah. Maybe the Giant Bomb guys have more perspective than I do because they probably interacted with them more than I have. Ever. Yeah, no, that's that's another thing. But the other, well, the the other thing is is that he had a there was a you know like I think they commented on it when they were talking about him. Like at one point he was lamenting the Windows platform, the Windows Ten, saying it was going to kill PC gaming because Microsoft <coughs> was going to lock down their systems so that you could only buy games through the Microsoft Store. And like woe and doom, and like none of that came to pass. Like it was. But the thing know. is, the thing is, is the reason why a lot of people had that opinion. Also, Gabe Newell had that same opinion about like Microsoft like doing the Windows Store and locking out games because because one, it is the per- the the company making the OS and also supplying the games at the same time. So that's a little dis- that's a little discomforting, right? It didn't come to pass. Cool. Like, hey, great, great job. But, like, it is something to get worried about. And it's the same thing with the Tim Sweeney thing. I'm not going to take them at their word that they're just not going to, that they're going to do this just because they said it. Because that's completely not in their advantage to do it. Microsoft didn't do what, what he was, you know, doom and glooming about. Cool. Great. We're in a good place. Probably, probably what happened was that they looked at the market and like, if we do this, we're going to, we're going to, it's going to wreck a lot of stuff and who knows what's going to be on the other end. If anything, businesses hate when things are not predictable. (coughs) Mm -hmm. And if you go like, well, you can't play video games unless it's on, unless you buy it on the Windows store. And like you uh, and and you have Windows Windows whatever the Windows latest 10. Windows we have, yeah. right? That's going to be like a huge market disruptor, and that's a really like quite like I don't know what's going to actually happen. So that's probably like, hey, we kind of don't want to just like blow up the whole thing because we don't know who's going to land at the, the end of it. But yeah, as I mean, just a mm-hmm. just like a weird thing. It's weird that a company would say that and. <laughs> Come on, we know the reason why he's saying that is because he's doing PR. Yeah. And I think it's a great piece of PR. Oh, it's smart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I think, it's, I think it's deceitful as all hell. But the thing <laughs> is... I wouldn't say that if I was a CEO, but I'm also never going to be a CEO. Well, here's the thing. He is the CEO of a company that is trying to build a store brand in direct competition with the juggernaut, which is yeah. Steam. And the fact is, is they're going to do anything it takes to carve out their market. Mm-hmm. To start, 
And when you're going up against, like, there have been stores go against Steam. Mm -hmm. But they are stores like the Origin Store, which is all EA, only really EA. Publisher-owned. Yeah. Yeah. Or there's Bethesda. They have their, you know, weird little store. But even then, like, this past few months, they're like, oh, we're going to start selling our stuff on Steam again. But, I mean, this is first one where it's like, no, we are opening our store to everyone. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they're going against the... Juggernaut with more than a decade and a half advantage on them. So, yeah, yeah they're going, they'll blow smoke up all of our asses yeah, no. and to make us is, happy. Is I have both installed. Steam <clears throat> is a bloated old piece of tech, but it's where my games live. So I got to use it. And for the most part, it does what it ne- I need it to do at this point. It allows me to buy my games. It allows me to run my games. And that's about all I need from it. And it allows me to create a wish list, which, you know, like... And it has cloud saves for a majority of their titles. Epic Store will allow you to buy some games, has a library, and a friends list, does not have cloud saves. So therefore, I am less inclined to buy something on there unless it is an exclusive, which is what I've bought on there so far. I bought Hades, and I bought Satisfactory. Also, so Steam, it's a bloated old thing, but it, it does work. Oh, yeah. Because they have spent over 15 years... You know, getting things to work. Meanwhile, the Epic Store, it mostly works, but there are some things where it's like, yeah, they're going to polish this a well, little better. Well, that's the thing. Like, we know they'll get there because Steam got there. Like, Epic has the money. <clears throat> Fortnite is making so much money. Like, it's not even funny how much money. It's staggering how much money that goddamn game makes. Now, whether or not Epic is using those resources in an ethical way or not, as we saw that report from Polygon this week, or was that last week? What, the crunch, the crunch conditions? That was oh, last week. Last week. Yeah, we talked about oh, last yeah. week. Same time we talked about the 18%. Uh, percent yeah. Or uh, 12%, 88%, whatever. But yeah, it's just... Like, Here, here's the thing, like, just fucking... Use whatever service you can to mm-hmm. play the games that you want to play. Yep. Don't have brand loyalty. There's no brand loyalty. They, these companies don't get, they don't give a shit about you mm-hmm. other than making sure that your experience is good enough so that you don't quit their system. Yeah. It's every good that's, company. That's Steam, that's, in, that's Steam to a T. <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah, it's definitely Steam to a T. Customer but, support? What's that? Yeah, more so than more more so than other places. Like you know, like I mean, Steam does less than everybody else. Yeah, but it's the same. It's the same thing. Nintendo doesn't honestly care about you. Like Nintendo, of, yeah. the big well, like, yeah. Nintendo as an entity. Yeah, Miyamoto. Miyamoto is probably a good guy, but I'm yeah. talking about Nintendo as a company. Doesn't have a mission statement of like we care about our individual players. It's like no, we care about making their experience good, so they keep spending money with us. If you if 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 you're like, oh, I just want to buy one game from Nintendo, and that's all I'm ever going to buy for the rest of my life, but I love this game to death. Nintendo doesn't give a shit about you. You're not contributing to their to their bottom line two years from now, five years from now. They're trying to make a product <coughs> that you buy every every time it comes out, and, and part of that is also customer service. And it's the same thing with Sony and Microsoft and those kind of things. Don't try to fool yourself in thinking that these, these corporate entities are your best friend. They're not. But part of, part of that thing is to try to retain customers, so yeah. they have to treat their customers right. And they also have to offer new new types of services yeah. because they're basically looking this is at the contract. They're basically looking at all the sliders for it, the society as a whole and saying, 
our our culture, like where do we need to invest, like moving these sliders left and right to maximize the number of people we can get on? Yeah, this, this is where you have Gillette being woke randomly, yeah, and Nike like having like a bunch of like stuff that black athletes <clears throat> care about because part of their clientele is is, is yeah. black athletes and 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 the urban youth mm-hmm. that buy a lot of sneakers, and that's that's their market also one of their markets. Yeah. So you have to be like like Nike can't be like known as like the white supremacist brand. Like, cause that's that. I mean, you can't scrub that of, off. Most of the people who they sponsor are 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 not white, and most of the people who are their clientele are also not white. Like a lot of them. It's, it's also a global brand. It's also why when they had uh, Kaepernick, you know, that ad, yeah. and a bunch of white rednecks were shown buying shoes to burn Nike, Nike on one hand. You. They're like, thank you for buying some shoes. You wouldn't have bought them otherwise. And now we're done with you. You are a brand new customer because you're pissed off. Yeah, it's not to say that people can't steer companies in good directions. Uh Or probably somebody at at, at Nike says, hey, we should make a stand here because this is the right thing to do. Uh But also... It will really be a good benefit for our business as a whole. Yeah, I mean, that's, they, companies <clears throat> barely do anything that's altruistic. Same thing with countries. The, uh, yeah, there's stuff like there's that. very there are altruistic actions yeah. within companies, but in a, mo, in a majority of their actions, they are always doing it towards yeah. the bottom line. Ninety nine percent, and even that one percent, don't fool yourself that they're going to not try to make that advantage later. Um, I mean, it's good PR at that point. Like, yeah. the, at the very least, it is good yeah. PR for their brand, yeah. which means when you think about that brand you think about it fondly like the i mean i'm talking about personal stuff which is that xbox adaptive controller like that's a fantastic piece of tech it's a really awesome thing that happened but you know that somebody in there is like this is a fucking awesome pr move this is a slam dunk look at what we did and we will make money off of it money off of it so we did something good yeah for us also yeah Like, I mean, you know, kudos to them. There's probably also somebody who else had to make a decision whether or not we're going to do this, you know. And, and one like, person had enough, like, gumption to go. And was just like, like, hey, you know what? This seems like a moral thing to do. But, yeah. like, to, to base your morality or your basis of, like, right and wrong in this world on whether or not a company does something and be so loyal to a company and not see, like, you know, there are a money-making entity. They're not actual people. They're made of people. Yeah. But they're not an actual person, nope. despite what the Supreme Court says. Yep. Right? So just fucking, like, yeah. Like, don't... Be, criti- be why, critical of them. Like, it doesn't... That's yeah. not a bad this thing. Why, this is why, yeah. This is why, like, as you get older, it's just like, yeah. I don't really care that much. Like, well, I mean... Unless it's Marvel DC, because fuck DC. Yeah, that's... Just... <laughs> See, though, it's like with... When Jeff, <laughs> when Jeff Bezos donated like his like two hundred thousand dollars to like some school, dollars. and it's like no. that's none of his money. Plus, also at tax time, he is writing that's, every that's bit thing. of that off like, while his PR goes up for doing that. I saw some fucking like a tweet from somebody who was posting an article about how some entrepreneur was like donated a whole ton of money to charity or like to start up this program, and like the tweet. That was it was a quote tweet. So the, the tweet that was yeah. quoting that was basically like, "How about this? Pay your fucking taxes." Yeah, like that's that's really like it's like oh he's so altruistic and well it's, it's like, like oh no. would you like Jeff Bezos to not like donate that much money because then the, 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 there's no. I was like I'd like you not to exist. Yeah, if you didn't <laughs> exist and Amazon didn't exist, well I wouldn't have a bunch of crap. Yeah, but also like maybe we'd have a different a different company that maybe paid their taxes. Probably and didn't there hold... would have been another company that yeah. like came out of China that's probably that is in China and is one of the biggest companies in the world that probably would have moved in here. Probably, probably. Yeah. We would.
would have also not had a company that a has fucked up Seattle in terms of gentrification and income inequality, yep. and also at the same time gets a ton of breaks from the city yeah. while holding it hostage mm-hmm. while actively saying that they are leaving to Bellevue. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean that is like every level of bullshit. I mean, I feel crummy every time I use. I do too. I, I really, if there was a better alternative and if I had more of a backbone, like honestly, I could probably just quit it and just be fine, right? But it's just the convenience, and I don't have any willpower, and also kind of coward. Well, it's also like because like because like like that whole thing where they sorry, but the the yeah, whole thing where they like they held our our city hostage about like because we we're gonna give them extra taxes because they made so much money, and hey, maybe we should try to put some of this money to public housing. And they're like, hey, we're gonna fucking we're not gonna you know the buildings we're gonna we're gonna make we're not gonna use them, and then everybody all the city council people got oh shit we're gonna lose all these jobs and I'm gonna lose my reelection, and then and then and then months later Amazon's like yeah we're not using those buildings anyway yeah, what fuck you yeah yeah after they pulled the head tax yeah. back. Yeah, they they repealed it, yeah. and they're like, Amazon, please stay. And it took them only, like, less than a year later yeah, go, honestly, fuck that building, we're happened, going Bellevue. Yeah, what should have fucking happened the next day, as soon as they said that, has been like, fine, head tax back on the table. Yeah. Like, if and, we had... you owe back. Yeah, if we had... If we had more politicians who were more concerned about doing their duty to the public mm-hmm. than to yeah. getting reelected or serving whatever personal interest they have... You know, yeah. it would be a much better place. Like there are a few of them, and we're hoping that the wave continues, right? Uh, but I uh, okay. So pet peeve. Yes, I, I read a lot of Twitter because I get bored, and so I really shouldn't because it just makes me crazy. But sometimes I find really funny stuff. Yeah, <laughs> subscribe to a lot of like dog stuff. Dog stuff. Dog That's stuff. what I do. Uh, yeah, like, I have I have the Dodo, Matt like, Rory because Matt like, Rory's uh, all dogs. One, one account that I like on Twitter and also Instagram is Maya the Polar Bear. She makes oh. me happy. What about, I mean, we rate, or what is it? Uh, oh, we rate dogs is pretty fun. It's fantastic. Like, yeah. it's just but My Other Polar Bear, top-notch content. Also, there's a real good Corgi one. Oh, my Corgi. Yeah. It's got a lot of good ones. Like, there's a video of you hit a little button, and dispenser dispenses a treat. The dog hit a button, but the other dog took the treat. So that dog kept hitting the button while the other Corgi kept eating. Nice. It was cute. Got Corgi-related <laughs> news, but Dan, finish your statement, please. Oh yeah. So the so my real big peeve, right? And this is me like being a real like northwesterner satellite, right? Get get out of our city is because there's all these tech bros and, and people like coming in with tech and also just other various huge industries. amounts of money, disposable income. Yeah, and, and so like, like and that's great. Like hey, economy's growing and all sure. that kind of stuff. But you're you're kind of fucking us over with rent yeah. and property values, yep. and you're not contributing anything to like the actual situation. So when people come here, right? And I sound really like a re- like a right winger right now but like when people come here and they they mess up our local economy with like their exorbitant like salaries and raising our property value and all those kind of things and then they they do nothing but complain about like this fucking this fucking area and especially seattle as a whole and it's just like you guys are the reasons why this sucks Right, because like I, I have multiple people I follow on Twitter, and I respect outside of these these opinions when they when they talk about like small stuff about like oh hey you know like there's no good pizza in Seattle, and it's just like nah bitch like it's because you ain't looking at the right place. Sorry you went to one place and it sucks. Yeah. Sorry you went to the pricey neighborhood instead of 
Oh no, go first hill. Don't go yeah. downtown. Sorry, you can't like fucking like look beyond like uh yeah. like like whatever whatever your Yelp app app, uh, yeah. app takes. Like we actually live in this. We've actually lived in the city for over a decade. Well, Kevin's always around yeah. here, but like I mean, I've lived here since '98, so it's been 21 and years. You know what, motherfucker? Yeah. The fact that you moved into this area is probably one of the reasons one of the better pie, pizza pie places closed in Capitol Hill. Yeah. It's still oh yeah, fucking, Pie Yeah, fucking yeah, closed it's the that reason shit why, down. It's the reason why this stuff closed. Because yeah. because you guys keep moving in here and, and they have to build more and more micro apartments in this fucking and then you complain about that and you complain about like the homelessness which is also your fault yeah. and well your fault and also the corporation fault yes. to be fair but also then, you know another thing with the restaurants that caused the huge problem when Amazon bought up like all of South Lake Union and put in a bunch of places for restaurants they put a bunch of things in the lease that actively hurt the business owners such as because they wanted yeah. their employees to live in that campus 24/7 oh, if a restaurant let's say got good lunch business but dinner business was the not shit, all that yeah. good and nightlife was dead if they closed before i think it's either midnight or 1 a.m. on a weeknight if they closed before that Amazon had employees go out to check on if businesses were open, and if they weren't, their lease had penalties. Because they were determined the employees would be there 24-7, it's like, no, when work ended, a few would stick around for dinner, but by 6pm, that area is dead, because South Lake Union is not a safe neighborhood after night. When the sun goes down... That neighborhood is sketchy as fuck. I know that because one of our work buildings is in South Lake Union. It was the first Vulcan property in South Lake Union. But like the the thing is is like is like 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 I just I really get peeved when people come here and like they're here for like a month and they're here because they have like some, some tech huge job, salary that they got some tech job that they got and they can afford like some apartment in Bellevue and all they do is complain about oh there's no good food in Seattle or oh there's like there's like all this gentrification and all this like homelessness you're the cause of gentrification motherfucker stop looking at DoorDash and fucking go out somewhere like just because they won't deliver it to your door and also also like stop moving into these fucking neighborhoods like there's a reason why there's a reason why like the the central is not the same as it used to be there's a reason why Broadway Broadway and Capitol Hill looks like a fucking freak show and that's be- that's that's coming from like when it used to be a real, a real freak, freak show. show. Yeah, it's a bad freak show yeah, now. It's a bad freak show. It, it was a wholesome, dirty, and kind of dangerous freak show back uh-huh. in the day. But it was but it, fun and alive. Yeah, and you, you know, know that guy the was people just, back then would just beg you for change, and they wouldn't try to you know like that. that yeah. Well, it's 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 a difference between like um, it's always it's it's always been the difference between Seattle and Bellevue, yeah. right? When you go to Bellevue, there's a certain air of, like, oh, there's a reason why there's no, like, you know, a certain kind of people, right, uh-huh. that are dressed a, diff- a, a, a particular way or somebody who maybe looks homeless or maybe he's just down on his luck. But, like, Seattle used to be like, yeah, we're, you know, that guy just, that's that's just where he is and it's unfortunate and we'll try to help him and stuff. And now, like, the problem has exasperated to such a big, big deal. And, like, most of these people have never even lived here. So they have no, they have no, like, they have no um, emotional connection to this place. Because all the people who used to have it can't even live in the city anymore. Because the it, rates are... The unless, rates they're are just, nice. unless they're just stuck-up rich people who were the worst part of the city and the area anyway. Yeah. You know the people who lived on Mercer Island, all those people. We don't want those people now. Now those now those kind of people live everywhere in Seattle. 
We used to make fun of those kind of people, and or if you drove a little bit too far away from downtown, like yeah. fuck those guys. They're big ass houses and 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 shit like that. Who who like vote against like gay rights bills and stuff like that and and, and bullshit like that. Like fucking, it's it's the reason it's why the, we live over here. It's the rare ver- person in that area who is not one of those assholes. Yeah, and, like I can say from the, the, personal experience, my family yeah, has uh, a really nice house on the lake, and it's like yes, you are you know yeah. Obviously, I'm t- speaking in yeah, general. I get you. But even then, it's just like it's it's like I would I I I've always said I would love to move back to Seattle if I could afford it. But but like at, at this point, I, I don't even know if I want to. You don't want to anymore yeah, because you because want it's to not move filled with the people. I want to move back to Seattle back when it was two thousand. Yeah, you want to move back in time to Seattle. Yeah, because like because there's no there's no like nice like. Uh, Mom and pop stores, or like you know, just like cool hangout spots. Cool hangout spots. Well, the thing is, is all douches. It used to be. Yeah. It used to be on Saturday. That's when the douches would come in from Belltown and Bellevue, and you'd kind of tolerate it. And then now, now they just live there, and it sucks. And there used to be there used to be a lot of like families and stuff who would come into the area like you, you know on weekends you would see a lot of people come into Seattle and do stuff together like that happens a little bit now but like most of the people who used to live in Seattle like the families and stuff have like either moved like you said up the hill uh, up to the near the lake and like a lot of them are still douchey but they move north of Seattle into like the Wallingford Ballard areas and they just stay there they don't come into well, Seattle those people can't afford yeah Seattle. well it's like right now I pay my mortgage. To have living 25 miles out of Seattle with my mortgage, I am paying about $2,000 a month, and I am getting a four-bedroom, three-bathroom, half-acre of property, really comfortable, really nice house. Yeah, you can if I was in bedroom. downtown Seattle, I could not or buy, room. I could only rent, oh, yeah. and it'd be a one-bedroom yeah. For that same price. One bedroom, 600, 500 square foot apartment. And you're not even yeah. talking about, I want the exact same house. I just want property. A, like I want enough room to stretch that. out, yeah. but yeah. that's 70% it. 70% of that, yeah. at like, you know, a little bit more would be would be doable. But, yeah. like, it's impossible. Like, yeah. it's literally impossible you, to do that. You can't get a bathtub in Seattle for, like, 2000 or less. And, like, and, like, and they're, they're messing up the neighborhood. Like, yeah. the tech bros, like, they mess up. Dude. Capitol Hill is the one gay and lesbian, trans, like, uh, bisexual. It was this the, is the place. It was LGBT, like your flag. LGBTQI. It was. It was no matter who you are, you could let your flag fly, and yeah. you could be who you want. If you're a punk, you could be up on Capitol Hill. If you are just a weird person, like just eccentric as shit, you could be on Capitol Hill. I mean, seriously, if you don't like gay folk and you don't like you don't like trans folk, like yeah, that's your business. Whatever you want to be hateful, go ahead, die early. But like, maybe fucking, go to a shitty city. Don't go to their fucking neighborhood where they have their, their the, the one place where they have a bunch of their clubs and like. Uh, stores and this is the general vibe of, of this area and fucking act like a douche nozzle yeah. like step into somebody's house and have some respect yeah you don't walk into their house and take a shit on their on their carpet yeah I'm not gonna go to a client meeting well I'm not gonna go to a client meeting but I'm not gonna go to a client meeting trying to mess up their meeting that's their own business Fucking let the FBI like arrest all yeah. those dudes, but I'm not gonna be like hey you guys should be letting in more more, more, <laughs> more people <minorities>. hey <laughs> this is our this is our party oh sorry my bad my bad. <laughs> you gonna let me go? <laughs> but I'm just going to say, I noticed there aren't many black you know, people you really out there. Want us to answer that, boy. <laughs> yeah. Bad analogy, yeah. but <laughs> funny analogy. Very funny. But I'm just, I'm just saying, like it's, it's really because I see this a lot on Twitter, and it's, and it's, and, and it's usually people like I follow and I like, 
and like they're God. just like they're complaining the pizza thing really annoys because it's like there is actually good pizza here yeah I've had pizza in Chicago I haven't had pizza in New York I've had but, all three and but like yeah I don't know what your bougie like like sensibility of New York pizza is but like you just want it, you just want the pizza in New York you don't you don't actually care what it is it's 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 like yeah it's one of those things if it was like the 80s they'd have a taste test <laughs> And there'd be the a Coke Seattle... Ch- the Pepsi C- Challenge? Yeah, it'd be a Seattle pie, and uh, this uh-huh. pie, and they'd be like, oh, can you tell the difference? Oh, this is definitely from New York. It's like, we, no, it's not. We it's, secret- both of them are not from New York. <laughs> we, secret- we secretly replaced his New York pizza with a slice from Seattle. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Hey, this is some good pizza. What would you say if I told you that was actually Seattle pizza? You motherfucker! Ah! Yeah, my core is, isn't, uh, isn't a thing anymore. Delicious. You know that we attitude though. For several years because of those fucking dude bros. That attitude though is type of thing where it's like, could you imagine moving, let's say, out to let's say New York from Seattle and going, none of the burgers are good because you can't get dicks. And it's like they're still good burgers. Yeah. Dicks is really good, but there are good burgers everywhere. Now, what you can't get out in New York, most likely. Is a good teriyaki place. Yeah. yeah, those are non-existent. That is a <laughs> Seattle food. A that is a Northwest, like or you know, like West Coast kind of. I thing. never put the two and two together, but like, yeah, I also remember thinking, like, yeah, I don't remember this being why. So there's a great article on the takeout from Kevin Pang where he was saying, like, he lived in Seattle for a while, and he's like. You know, a lot of people say there isn't a Seattle food. Like, you know, Seattle just brings in everything, does whatever. But Seattle teriyaki is... That is Seattle food. Because he's like... I think he's saying, like, when he moved to Chicago, he's like, had the hankering, I want a teriyaki. And he's like... There, there's no teriyaki. Yeah, it's, I always hear this from people from Texas, like that I work with. They're like, "Oh yeah, barbecue here sucks." It's just like, no, no, there is live, good stuff. You know what? Like, live in fucking it's Texas. It's funny you mention that. Cheaper and shit. There was a, I don't give a fuck. There was a barbecue truck that came that came to my work like a week and a half ago, and I was like, "Oh, this isn't the one that usually comes by. I'll give them a try." They had really good barbecue, and it's like you don't have to be in a specific. Well, but it's not Texas barbecue. But he was. Do, they were doing but barbecue from all. I'm regions. from Texas, uh-huh. and I know barbecue. That's yeah. just not good barbecue. You know what? That's One of my coworkers that, is from Texas. That's how that talk And he goes. is not that asshole because he got out of Texas. But yeah, those fucking people, man. See, the thing is, you can find good food uh-huh. pretty much, at least in this state, yes. you can find good food in this, oh, yeah. this side of the state easy. Oh, yeah. The thing is, yeah, there are some areas, like if you were to move to Omaha, Nebraska, odds of finding really good fresh sushi goes way down. Yeah. There's, there's always bad places to eat. It's just some places have more of them than others. Like, whenever whenever I've been to L.A., and I've said this on a podcast, like, I love the food scene in L.A. because there's just a wide variety of choices, also because there's, like, a billion people that live in L.A. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yep. There's more people that live in L.A. than the live entire in the entire state. state. Yeah, okay, so obviously they're going to have more more choices, yeah. right? But there's still bad choices. Like, oh, yeah. I've had very mundane ramen in LA. I'm I've like, had. I don't talk about I, it. I remember growing up and like. <laughs> I want to talk about it. I mean, I know this. But is you not, will Yelp review this it. This is not a thing here in Washington, but it was definitely a thing in Southern California. When you get those super cheap, like dollar Chinese food stores, do you, do, oh, yeah. have you seen them? Yeah, yeah. Like they literally on the outside of the sign, it would be like one dollar Chinese oh, yeah. food, and you're like. How That's is that possible? The dice. How is that possible? Rolling the you go dice. in, you'd be like, all right, give me that sweet and sour pork. And you would get that neon pink looking pork in a yeah, little little, little yeah, small boy. styrofoam container. It was like $1.25. And you're yeah, like, boy. how is this possible? Yeah, boy. But you, and you'd eat it and you'd be like, that was, it was food. It's all right. Yeah. It's, it's, see though, what there's, there's nothing worse. 
the people who don't who don't actually live in your place and then come and go and go go to you know go to your home area or whatever and say the food sucks Without actually trying and uh, like a, a finding that's, that's or always, asking a question. That's always the worst thing. If you go to a different country, like try this. Go to a different country and your first meal and one of the locals, like possibly the person who owns the restaurant that you're eating, was like, how's your food? And you say like, this sucks. Like Bulgarian food sucks. Pretty sure you're going to have a very bad time. Because uh-huh. nobody likes you. Yeah. Nobody likes that oh. bullshit. Even if you don't like it, just say you like it. Also, here's the thing about the food in Seattle right now. On one hand... All of you tech bros who moved into Seattle talking about how shitty the food is, eat outside of Seattle. Yeah. It's easy enough to get out. Yeah, go to fucking Federal Way or, or, um, or Fife or somewhere else. Federal Way, right? Federal Way, all Dude, the Korean. come on we, down here to Renton or Canada. Federal Way, we've like, got all the Asian food, yeah. like especially Korean food that will blow your mind. But the thing is... Seattle used to have a lot of good restaurants. They have a lot less now just because prices were getting jacked up and they had to make the decision, do I want to keep being here, raise my prices, alienate some customers, and still not make as much money, or do I want to move my restaurant to to South Center? Like, if you go to South Center Mall, there is some fucking yeah, great stuff. Din Tai Fung, yep. that uh, ramen place, yeah. um, Moctezuma, that Mexican place out front. You yeah, should go there if you good. haven't. They are oh, fucking okay. yeah. good. Like, yeah, they have so much. Filipino restaurant right across the street from the, the, yeah. the, the Manila, Sunset. Manila Sunset. Or like, you go over towards the Seafood City yeah, and there's the all that yeah, good shit. City. There's 85 degrees Celsius bakery there. Like, yeah, it's... There's so it's much just, good food, but... The good places in Seattle have been forced out yeah. because either their their profit margin goes way down, or they just move out yeah, and top, do good. Top travel tip: When you go to a new place, place, don't be an asshole. You don't like the food, don't just say don't that. say anything. Just don't eat that plate. That that just don't place eat again. That place. There's probably another place that yeah. has good food. Yep. And hey, if you only like hot dogs and chips and macaroni cheese, and that's all you ever want to eat in life, don't yeah. fucking leave the country. Yeah. Like just don't. Like nobody nobody wants to eat that. Other than you, what's and sad? I'm not saying don't eat that food. I like mm. it too. But if that's your whole staple and you don't want to try anything else, then don't fucking leave. Don't leave your house. Yeah. You know because what's sad? The whole world is way different. My brother, when he worked for Siemens Ultrasound, he'd go out to Japan every once in a while because they had to. You know, they did a lot of electronics work with different people out there. I think they teamed up with Mitsubishi for some of their equipment. So they'd go out there to show off their new circuit board diagrams, to have them, you know, evaluated, all of that. My brother would be with a team of, like, six or seven other people. My brother was like, oh, man, I want to find, like, some small little izakaya place. Like, I want to go yeah. find a little tiny like, bar that only holds two people. If eventually, like, I, just, I do want to go to Japan. Like, I really, like, that's the <clears> next goal, I think, after Europe is where I want to go to Japan. Because... Yeah, like yeah. Sorry, Kevin. Didn't mean to interrupt you, but they went to the, uh, <laughs> so yeah. I got, I got really, I got really excited about Japan. About Japan. Yeah, yeah Japan. Like watching, I want playing the games, the Yakuza games. It just makes you go. One, I wanna be there. And watching like Anthony Bourdain talk about going to Japan and being like, just walk into a bar like an izakaya and like sit down and there's five <laughs> seats in there and just sit there for fucking three hours, get amazingly smashed and have a bunch of amazing food. Yeah. And so my brother lucked out. He's like, all about that, right? My brother lucked out because when he went to Western for college, there's a couple transfer students who came in from Japan. And, 
like he was super hospitable, so he became good friends with them. So when he went out to Japan for work, mm-hmm. he'd call up, you know, one or both of them and be like, hey, I'm going to be in town. Let's do some shit. And so he'd go out to all these great places while his co-workers, bunch of middle-aged, very white, white guys, would be like, man, you can't even get a good hamburger in this fucking place. I hate this place. And they'd, they'd be there for two weeks. Hating every second of it. And my brother's like, they'd eventually be like, you know, you could join us like for dinner or something. And he's like, I don't want to because you guys suck. This city is the best. They they sound like my 18-year-old self who was completely closed off from trying new shit. fine. You're a teenager. Yeah. But I mean, like, that's the thing. As I've evolved over these past few decades after getting out of, you know, Southern California and moving up here to the Northwest and meeting a bunch of new people and trying new things, like... My palate has expanded immensely. And I mean, man, I didn't like I don't like white people food to begin with until I moved up here. I hated mashed potatoes. Oh, mashed potatoes. I really hated mashed potatoes. Uh-huh. I thought it was boring. Bad mashed potatoes, though, yeah. are... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bad ones suck. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of <clears throat> like mashed potatoes and baked potatoes. It's kind of like I, I did. Just like, you got, like, yeah, yeah, in Hawaii, it's like, potatoes? Is a french fries? <laughs> I, I <laughs> used to be, right? <laughs> potato salad, maybe? Yeah. I thought Max... Why, am I eating, why are we eating baked potatoes? <laughs> I mean, I came to college <laughs> and thought, sorry, spam was, spam was a trash meat. And then one of oh. my one of the people on my floor one day... That's like, why it's good. It that, is a trash yeah, meat. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> the right But guy. the thing is, is that it might be a quote-unquote trash meat, but when the person I'm on my floor freshman year was like, hey, you want to try this? I'm making spam masubis. I went, all right, sure, I'll give it a try. And I tried it, and I went, this is delicious. What was I thinking? I thought mac salad was the worst, because... White people yes. mac salad that you bring to a church potluck uh-huh. is horrible. Yes. But meanwhile, you get Hawaiian from like a Hawaiian salad. place, and it's like, oh, they put flavor. What's in here? I don't know. What is <laughs> in the mac salad? Bree makes a real good one. Uh-huh. Um, it's they certain seafood, vinegar. Right? They, there's vinegars in it that really help. In that? No. Okay. Okay. So it's a different kind of like. There's some vinegars in it. Like, I want to say a little rice wine vinegar goes in, and like that kind of changes. So mostly the the white people version is just mayo. Yeah. That's their base of that. That's the national food of white people. But then the white, the the Hawaiians go, you know what? Maybe we add a little tang to it. You know, flavor it up a little bit. And it's it's sad because, like, usually you have this impression of of mostly white people not not trying out different foods, and it's just like, yeah, you got good food too. Like, like, white people got good food. It's just like, man, it's usually like these, like, the closed minded folk that's just like, Complaining about other people's food. Like, I mean, you just gotta find the thing in that culture fucking, that you like. Like, you're fucking. Food. I can guarantee you, there is something in a culture. Like when you go to a different country that you can eat that you are going, you would fall in love with. Like there is a dish. My coworker Ned Flanders. Yes. So he gets very unhappy certain days of the week because all of the food around downtown Seattle is food trucks. Yes. Like every. Every restaurant that serves quick eating food, except for Subway and Taco Del Mar, is a food truck. has been forced out by prices, yeah, so it's all food trucks. Yeah. And so, certain days a week, when the barbecue truck or the um, cheesesteak truck are not around, he's, he's it's all Asian food. Like, uh-huh. there's two really good Taiwanese food trucks that are... They make the five spice chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another one that's kind of miscellaneous uh, Asian food where you could buy a 16 ounce cup that they cram filled with the five spice chicken that and sounds, just slap a lid on it. That sounds delicious. It's like four ninety five, yeah. and it's like so good. 
But like when it's not barbecue or the cheesesteak, it's there's pad thai. It's fucking great. There's actually the one we get I mean, is kind of bad, but in, yeah. In, as a general rule, pad thai is good. Whether there's, it's the anglified version or the actual Thai version, there's both are good. Like three, um, three different uh, Indian trucks. Yeah. On Thursdays, there's a Filipino truck that makes really good adobo and sisig. Yeah. It's so good. And you feel oh, like there's so much fat yeah. and so good. Just give me, like, honestly, honestly, my my you eyes were open rep, to revelation when I tried Olympia for the first time. It was it was revelatory, and it remains revelatory. It's to like this day. you look like an egg roll, but your flavor is something special. You don't taste like weird vegetables that kind of feel wilted. Yeah, mashed together. Yeah, a lot of, like, I mean, unfortunately, like yeah, most people's like, exposure to Chinese food is like 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 panda. Dollar, Express egg roll. Safeway. Stuff. So, yeah, or yeah, Safeway. So, like, you're, you're, you're like, oh, I'll have an egg roll. And then you're like, man, it's all mushy and stuff. But like then you that. buy into that lumpia the first time. You're, yeah, like, and you're like, oh, mm. there's just ground beef in here and carrots. And it all, I can taste everything. And the wrapper is so much better. My co worker, though, really he. And you just pop them in your mouth. <laughs> I, yeah. So, I, I when I've. When I've grabbed, like, from a food truck getting, like, some Taiwanese food, or, like, when I hit the Filipino food truck, which, it's a crime, it's only one day a week, because Thursdays, it's hard to guarantee I could grab lunch, but they are so good. But I'll have that, and it'll be like, whoa, something smells kind of, it's, it's good and interesting, and so what are you eating? And I'll tell them, like, oh, yeah, this is some, um, like, adobo, or some sisig, or, like, some five-spice chicken, and he'll go... Yeah, it's Asian food. Just I don't know. It's plain and boring. You're an and idiot, it's like, you fucker! It's flavorful and delicious, just like homemade Southern fried chicken, just like cheesecake, cheesecake, or yeah. cheese steak. Cheese steak, good too. Yeah. Actually, the problem is the cheese steak, steak truck we get. Uh-huh. Um, I ordered. I went to them once. Usually, the line with amholes is just so big for every food truck. But one time, the line was. Completely gone. Went up there and I was like, I'll have a cheesesteak. Yeah, let's do this. I ate that and ate it like around one thirty because the only reason I was able to get lunch from them and the line was short was it was really late in the lunch period. Close. Yeah, it was like near the end of the They quit at 2. Yeah. So yep. so later on I get home. I'm watching stuff on couch and, man, I'm shaking. Why is it so fucking cold in here? Mm, gotta love that uh, food poisoning. Oh, Oh, God, I'm going to puke. And then Brie got home. I couldn't even form coherent words. I was like, I, I'll go to puke. Uh-huh. So I don't eat from that place. Like hitting up Eating. Jersey Mike's Jersey or something Mike's like that. Jersey Mike's cheesesteak. Like their Chipotle like cheesesteak. You add some mushrooms to that. It's fucking A, I made I made Brie really sad because we found a place, Hong Kong Market. Really good, like, not H-Mart, not, um, you know, Great Wall, not Wajamaya. It's, this one feels like a giant bodega with a butcher block. Like, it is a really cool place. There's a place across the street from it, uh, North Shore Produce, which is almost like a farmer's market all the time. And they get, like, a bunch of meats from Bavarian Meats down at Pike Place Market. Good meat market. So, really good meat market, good produce. And Brie looks across the street over towards Hong Kong Market, and she goes, Oh, Jersey Mike's! And it's like, no, that's Jersey Espresso. It's a coffee shop. And she's like, oh. 
Because, I mean, having a Jersey Mike. And I got a local written question for you since you worked down here for so long. There's a random sub shop that's near the airport when you go around that weird turn. Like, if you're going down that road, is it Logan that does that? That turns and goes right past Boeing and then past the landing and then comes up the hill. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a sub shop there, like that random sub shop. You never, never, okay, I was What is it called? It's just like <coughs> subs to go. Like, that's, the sign oh. says subs to go, and then yeah, underneath it, it says, like, sub shop number eight. And, like, oh, oh, if it says, like, sub shop number eight, okay, okay, old school knowledge time. I was wondering if it'd be one of those, because not many of them exist anymore. Man. Before Subway came along, in this area, there was sub shop. And they'd all have like sub shop number one, sub shop number seven, sub shop number twenty three. Right. And so okay. they are real good. They are good if you want a traditional sub, like not. Yeah, I'd like the Chipotle barbecue no, sauce you want on an Italian grinder if, with veggie. Or, you know, you're going to get oil, vinegar, vinegar salt, yeah. pepper. You're going to get good meat. The That's meat selection good. is really good. Okay. Cheese selection, really good. You're not going to get, like, pepperoncinis on it. You're going to get lettuce, tomato, maybe olive if you want, onion. That's about it. But they're they're pretty good. Well, At just, least when I was a little kid, they were good. Because well, there were several... Because I drove past it uh, yesterday when I was coming home from work. Because I had run to downtown to grab some stuff. And then, yeah, so I drove past and I'm like, I saw somebody pulling in there. And I saw, like, four other cars there. And I'm like... That place must be okay then if they've got that many cars there. Also, it's a weird freestanding building. Yeah, it's a weird spot. That's why I've never been there because it's like if you work at Packard, you'd have to drive there. Yeah. And then if you're already in your car, you might as well go someplace else. But it looks like like they are probably still good because at least, I mean, it's better than Yelp review or Google reviews, although Google, it's still people. All reviews are still always weird. It's 4.7 stars out of 5. But it's, yeah, because it's this weird freestanding building that is actually right after the, the road, like, bends. Yeah. So, like, you, you would go around yeah, the bend and you'd have to pull right there. Yeah, it's just... Oh, four out of, 4.8 out of 5 from DoorDash reviews. Uh, like, yeah, you're just going to get a yeah, sub. A you're going to get like a grinder. Gonna, it's, 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 they're actually really good, I, but the problem is I didn't even know they existed No, still. that's the thing. Like, I've driven past it so many times, and I'm like... Is that pl- that place must be good because not only is it right near Boeing, it's right there. Like people could walk there from Boeing, wow. and like just because it's still open doesn't mean it's good. Remember, there's the, there was that one restaurant in downtown Renton. Which one? The, the, the sit down like breakfast place, but also oh, like, Rubatina's? Is yeah. that it? Okay, yeah. I've never eaten there. Is it but bad? Isn't Helmick always saying that it's terrible. Ah, uh, was it? I forget if it was Rubatina's or if it was the hacienda, the, no, the Mexican not, place. Not the hacienda. Maybe it was Rubatina's. He was telling yeah. about. Yeah, I remember walking by there and he was just like yep the same people that lived there that been there um but yeah I just had to ask cause that was yeah, I right. drove past it yesterday and I was like is that interesting or not I've like, got some some good spots just because we're kind of outside of the scope of, and we're also uh, expanding like there I mean more people are moving here so like they're all building up some of it like the I mean we've got a freaking really decent pretty good German place now because of the pub yeah and still have Cedar River <clears throat> Cedar River is very good they do good barbecue um, that steak place. Oh, oh, you were telling me about that. You went there with Bree, right? Yeah, like well, you said it was really good. They have a um, fancy name. I forget what it was called. Steak There's apparently like some really a good steakhouse. Like, like Kev, I, I mean, I trust Kevin. If it's a good steakhouse, if he said like this place was stupendous. like it's one of those you're going to dress up nice. Oh, you're going to spend a lot of money. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Uh, 
it's downtown Renton, like... There's, like, this part of downtown Renton that is kind of, like, in a weird... Melrose? Melrose! Melrose Grill. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, that, that place is yes, good. Yeah, it's... Yes! It, and it feels like a 1930s yes. place. Like, you you should be in a suit and tie, and it's dark. Yeah, it's in that part of Renton that feels like it's almost it's a black hole. Some. Because you, if you drive through Renton... You're kind of never going to pass it, unless, uh, pass past that place, unless you get out and walk around downtown. Right? Or you took a wrong turn. Yeah. Or you're and trying to turn like, around. You're what like, is this place? There's also a bar pretty close to them, I think, just north on the other side of the street. Whistle stop? No. I forget what it was, but Bree and I, we got, we were too early for Melrose. So we went to this bar and we're like, just grab a drink or something. It's like, just a nice little bar. We had some good drinks and then we went over to Melrose and. Yeah, Renton's pretty good. Still good. See, all those people bitching about the food in Seattle, there's Renton. Kent has become really good. Yeah. Like when I grew up, Kent was crap. Everybody's moving out. Oh, there's a new Filipino restaurant. Um,. You know the center where the Chinese food place is that we went with Helmick? That the one that's like, eh. oh, up here uh, on the other hill, the one hill over. Yeah, yeah. There's apparently a Filipino restaurant in that center now. Oh man! And it like because they there's, showed up on DoorDash, and I was like, wait a minute, what? There's like some Filipino bake shop in the International District that I want to go to. Mm-hmm. That just got that just. Are they like like is it? Can you get the all the stuff that you want, Dan? Uh, it's it's a lot. Well, it's like it's like young kids doing it. Well, like for. Uh, they're yeah. like in their early 20s, and uh-huh. they opened up a... So they got, like, you know, like a new concoction of how this uh, looks. okay. They got, like, ubi-flavored mac- uh, ma- macchiatos and stuff, and ubi-flavored this thing. It's like, yeah, that's supposed right. to be really good. One of those, like, you know, really hit place. Hit feel. You With feel it. really cool. Yeah. They you go in there, and you're like, I'm old. Yeah, yeah, basically. That's what's going to happen. I don't understand what kind of rap music is this. Do you have... <laughs> Are they playing the trap? You have the mama. <laughs> I am looking for the malasadas. I don't understand this music. Is 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 that guy? What's wrong with his hair? I gotta get out of here and go go listen to my NWA records. Again. I I want a babinka. <laughs> they tried to open up uh, Katsu Burger down like by me. Nice. Oh, I love Katsu. Yeah. I love a good Katsu. Everyone yeah. knows I love a good Katsu. Chicken Katsu good. Katsu sauce. Also, if you've never... There's, there's, this, there's this ongoing joke forever between me, Darnell, and Chris Yap. Because, uh, like, we bought L&L and we went to Chris Yap's house, his parents' house. And, like, Chris Yap is always super nervous about everything. Yeah. Right? Not so much anymore, but he was before. And so he's weird. Just, oh, let's watch let's let's watch TV while we're eating the food. He's like, oh, no, I don't want to... Something's going to fall on the carpet. And stuff like that. We're like, no, nah, I don't worry about it. Chris Yap, always super, like, uh-huh. and he's just like, fine, whatever. Right? Cause also because Darnell started teasing. Like he does this high pitch thing. Anyway, so so (laughs) Jeff leaves the leaves the room, goes to the kitchen, Uh and then right away I'm like, oh shit! And he's just and like Chris Jeff's like, please don't be the katsu sauce. (laughs) It's the katsu sauce! I spilled it on the floor, and he's like, fuck! It wasn't. It wasn't like two minutes uh-huh. after he like yep. relented. Uh-huh. Like yep, exactly yep. what happened. Well, I spilled it. Fuck my life. Uh, so me and so if you ever see on Facebook like katsu sauce. us three talking about katsu sauce, okay. that's the background. Of that. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, Chris Yap was literally going the katsu sauce. <laughs> Please, it's the katsu sauce. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> katsu sauce is bright red. Oh yeah, it's like it's well bright. You know, red. brownish. Yeah, it's red. It's, it's rust. It's sauce. It's blood colored almost. And the carpets were white. So fuck, fuck my life. 
By the way, if you ever want some good food down in Federal Way, Pack Island Grill for Hawaiian. Ooh. That place is good, and you could get both pokey and lomi lomi. And, like, the family that owns it, like, it just, like, some big dudes who are just happy. Oh, yeah. Like, they are the best. Yeah, if it's Hawaiian food and you see, like, it's a big, like, Hawaiian or Pacific Islander looking fella or, or ladies. Yes, yes. And they're, like, huge, then you're, like, it's probably good because you just keep eating their food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, look at that pokey. That's some it's good they, they straight up. Can't, they probably can't stop eating it. Dan, what are you going to play this week? Let's wrap this I, up. One other bad oh, news. Goodness. This one's real quick. If you want to support a good cause, yes. the National Alliance for Mental Health, uh-huh. or mental... Damn it, I always forget what it's... NAMI. Uh-huh. Yeah. What yeah. is... Mental illness? Uh, National, National Alliance for... Of mental, or Alliance, Alliance for Mental, for mental Illness. Okay. Right now, RPG Limit Break is going on. Okay. Speedruns of RPGs mm-hmm. on Twitch. Yeah. Also, uh, another, another uh, charity stream going on right now. Waypoint's running their save point um, for the next... Like day and a half, I think, because it started and it, their shift ended Friday at midnight. So noon tomorrow, I think it lasts one more day. They're doing it for the Trans Lifeline, I believe. So their the community members are streaming right now. They did thirty six hours at the Waypoint office between Thursday and Friday. And yes, support yeah. your local or your national local. charity streams. Also, this one, what's cool is RPG Limit Break. There will be some Tazbot. Tazbot's going to play Final Fantasy One. Sure. All like good RPGs. Yeah, all, all, all thirty seconds of it. Actually, it's like an hour something. Oh, so he's actually gonna run through the full There's game. Probably just stuff that he just can't skip. Uh, so it's going hour twenty is what they're expecting. Um, no memory corruption and no resetting the Taz. Oh, cool. And then another one that sounds fun. The I haven't. I've heard of a lot of randomizers. I haven't heard this one. There's going to be a race. Dragon Warrior Randomizer. Yeah. And it's going to be, they expect about an hour uh, 45. I don't even know how you randomize yeah, that. That is... So, they they know, like, I've seen a speedrun of that game, and it's crazy, because they do it in, like, an hour, and it's fucking insane. Oh, yeah, I saw that yeah. speedrun they did, where it's like, you keep hitting B before you attack, like, alright, we hit B 16 times, then we hit A to attack, yep. and because of that, the, the final boss is going to miss us. Yep. Now we hit B 37 times. Mm-hmm. Like, and they, they're like, all we need to do is get to level 5, because we can get healed. That's all we need. Oh, they've got Planescape Torment Enhanced Edition. Estimate 55 minutes for any percent. They've got a 40-minute of Elder Scrolls Skyrim. I haven't seen a Skyrim speedrun, I don't think. But, yeah, yeah, a lot of good RPGs, especially, like, old-school ones. All right, Kevin, what are you going to play this week, then, since you took us, you finished us off with the... The news. Finish me. Cross code and I have nothing no else. You, I, nothing else on the radar. All right, cool. I want to play that Eastward, the painting game. Yes. Eastbound and down. Yep. Yeah, Eastbound and down. Yeah. Yeah. Bride, East Shard. East Shard. Eastward. East, I forget. Something like that. But then get around to it. That's all good. Painting. Dan. <laughs> Wildlands. The same games I've been playing this week. Outward. Wildlands and Outward. Maybe if the Division 2 stuff drops at some point. Yeah. They, they haven't even talked about no, this. No. They're guess. still balancing, yeah. I bet you maybe they announced this week that it's going to be next week. Or next week they announced <laughs> it's going to be end of May. Yeah. Or they announced that there's going to be an announcement next week about when they're going to announce 
for the teaser the trailer. Date oh, for quick, the teaser. I'll do it in like a minute, a minute and a half. <clears throat> Toy update. Oh yes. Uh, I'm getting three of this X Men wave um, next week, uh, Thursday. I'm gonna have uh, Jubilee, Weapon X, and Forge. Forge. Yeah. Woo! So the only other one of that wave that I want is Beast, and I'm getting it in a very roundabout way. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know ben if is I'm doing gonna dark, get screwed. dark magic on the web. So I have that Hasbro Hasbro Pulse Premium because I got it for free because I ordered a, a thing in the promotional thing. So I have it for a whole ye- whole year, and during that whole year, um, I get free shipping. Right? There's supposed to be other benefits, but nobody has had, had benefits yet for I don't know what it is. Anyway, so this guy on one of the one of the Discord servers that I look at for action figures, he's like, "Hey, I have a Beast, which is the one I want from the new wave. I found it in the store. Uh, I'm gonna get. I have another Beast on pre-order with all the other figures, but I found this in the store. I bought it. I really want to trade somebody the retro vintage uh, Scarlet Spider, the Ben Riley one that they did. Um, who uh, I will trade this straight up for that. And I was just like, this is on Hasbro Pulse. And I was just like, hey, I don't have it, but if I order it and send it to you directly, will you give me the beast? And he said, yeah, sure. So I ordered it for some man in Tennessee. Tennessee. So I hope that this guy... <laughs> the man in Tennessee sends you beast. This guy sends me beast. He showed me a picture of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So And he's a prominent poster on yeah, the thing, yeah. so I'm assuming he's not going to screw me. But it is also kind of weird that I just ordered a toy for another man in another state in Tennessee. <laughs> Two quick toys. I ordered a toy for a man in Tennessee. Nope, that is That's the ramblings of a madman. You know what? He looks like he's from a very small town because I looked up his town and stuff like that. Pretty sure we don't probably share the same beliefs, but we're coming together for X-Men. Yeah. I'm an X-Man. So that's how we move forward in this country. Dan Toys for Men in Tennessee. Dan found Lord Zed at Target. Which is Which apparently hard to get, and for some reason this Target has that and doesn't have any of the other shit that, stuff I want. We, that we, any either of us want. But then I also went and got the White, oh, yeah, Power, Ranger. The White Power Ranger. His head is off his body. Yeah, yeah that's because he can take off his helmet. Anyway, so that's my... These look good. That's my uh, that's my toy update. Room. Power Rangers. They don't, they don't have the rest of them. I want the rest of the Power Rangers. I don't know if they're the same size as those, but hopefully. It should be about the same. About the same. The figures might be Scale. Yeah, for some reason, the Japanese toys, even though they say they're the same scale as the... They lie. For whatever reason, the... the they lie. Yeah, Bandai yeah, has cool. to make their guys smaller. Hey, people are a little... Oh, it's made by Bandai. Yeah. Right? That's Hasbro, yeah, and those are Bandai, right? Yeah. People um, are just a little shorter over in the toy world <laughs> on that side of the world. Their large is not the same as our large. Their large is our small. Of course, at the same time, they're also skinnier because like, they eat you, healthier. They also give you two straws with it because you're going to share this, right? I also think they used to walk around in this. Sure. We don't walk. No, we're lazy. Well, no, there's nowhere to there's walk. There's so much land, Dan. We all yeah, had to spread out. Like, like, if I want to go somewhere, I can't walk there. No. Like, I have to drive. Yeah, you're crazy. Like, I can't take public transit. Uh, that's a whole other issue. Anyway. All right, let's get out of here. I'm going to go play more Graveyard Keeper, probably. Sounds spectacular. Tom Clancy's Cocaine Cowboys in Bolivia. That game does not. Fade away into Bolivian. Thanks, everybody. Bye. And next week will be one of our two missed podcasts for the month. Oh. Oh. So you're... Oh, oh, yes. No no podcast next week? I'd be traveling. Where are you going? Oregon. Oh. Oh, it's a yearly trip. Normally we like the summer, but my work has a moratorium on vacations starting like... A week ago, but I already got this book before they moved it back to the start of May. So, and no vacations until the like the third week of October. Jesus, 
we're opening a new building, yeah. so my department has to be all hands. We could get like an occasional three day yeah. weekend. So we always go to the beach. I'm just hoping it's good weather because May beach time can be sketchy. We know our next week here is going to be fantastic. Yeah, we're hope. Let's hope that weather carries on. For we're us. going further south than normal. We usually go like northern Oregon or southern Washington. Mm-hmm. We're going down as far as Cannon Beach, which is still kind of northern yeah. Oregon. But what's cool is Cannon Beach. They have all these fancy like museums mm-hmm. and galleries. And then if we go, I just want to eat like some junk food in the car you drive like five to ten minutes up to seaside mm-hmm. and you eat a bunch of junk food oh, yeah. get a beer and then you go back to cannon beach and you're like i'm sophisticated again hey there's haystack rock again so that that means that <laughs> next week we'll be the or we'll be off 18th will be our last podcast of may and we won't be back until the 8th of june after that also you know what's funny what's that? i didn't actually finish the car story but i know that- that's true it's a mystery. I have the car. It's not completely fixed. We're waiting for a Toyota to fix it. They, they have to patch it. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know what's wrong. <laughs> Supposedly, because it's going to be warm weather, I will be fine until it gets cold again. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so we diagnosed your car. So we have a very simple fix. You're moving to Arizona. Yeah. One, uh, one good... Well, the only like kind of good thing is that uh, Toyota feels bad, so they're going to pay two of my uh, monthly payment car cars. So I guess that's cool. Dan's car is patient zero. <laughs> Dan is the car that they go. Oh shit! Yeah, we we're gonna have to do a, ma- a voluntary like come in for service. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you always wonder where <clears throat> those came from. Yeah, it's coming from my car. Anywhere in Eight, in dollars. the country, if somebody brings their car in for this and- type of issue. And they'll go, oh shit, it's a Paredes. It's a code Paredes. Because <laughs> the Toyota and the Subaru engineers went, I don't know. Yeah. It's broke. They brought a Subaru engineer along with the Toyota Oh, engineer. I thought the Subaru guy could fix it. Cause yeah. He hoped. He would. Yeah. They were like, we, they could replicate it. They understood what it was actually doing. Basically, the fuel injectors were getting weird, right? And then it was causing the engine to go like, I don't think we should be running like this anymore. <laughs> and then, so they knew what was happening. They knew how to make it happen. But they don't know how to fix it But they don't yet. know how to yeah. fix it. They believe that it's because the engine gets way too cold. Yeah. And, then, and then I'm just like... The weather gets cold. Sometimes. Here a lot. That just happens. The sun disappears and it gets colder. <laughs> the, guy, the guy's like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> I like uh, big ups to um, big ups to Kevin Aaron's and uh, Michael Toyota. <laughs> very, very patient, especially with me. Yeah, like, I mean, yelling to be at him fair. So often. Oh yeah, yeah no, yeah, yeah. like that's what I mean. Big ups to him. Yeah. He's always been super calm and yeah. stuff like that. And he was even like, "I would honestly." Only because Toyota told us to release the car to you is why I'm giving the car back to you. I would rather not, rather keep you in a loaner and have you frustrated because I don't want you to have a car that we're not 100% sure that it, if it gets cold. Which it shouldn't for a little bit, for a few months. So hopefully, Although we oh, have had in yeah, June oh, oh, where oh, yeah. we would be in the 50s or yes. 40s. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I, All you know is if it happens again... <laughs> if it happens again, I might get super upset. I'm... I'm, I'm kind of leaning also to, like, let's just see if this fix works. Yeah. Because I'm still under warranty for, like, three more years. So yeah. it's it's not, you know... It's, it's not a pressing concern. It's not annoying. I can always enact... Like, I can technically enact the Lemon Law now because I've had the car out of my hands for more than 30 days. In the first six months, months, yeah. No, not in six months. It's, it's in total days. for the same problem. Same problem. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
It's either go in four times or two times if it's a real safety issue. Yeah, yeah if it's like immediate yeah, danger okay. to life and safety. Yeah. Good enough. But like, but like, yeah. So it's been in service for thirty days. Well, thirty for the same issue. Thirty-two days out of my hands. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I could technically do it, but I kind of don't want to because apparently there's some other like it's arbitration, and then you also actually have to pay some some. Ugh. Yeah, like, probably depreciation value. There's yeah, it's like how many miles you drove from yeah. the first. I mean, how many miles when it when you first reported the problem and brought it in. So back in January, however, whatever the mileage is there, I have to pay like some depreciation of that Ooh. to Toyota, and then and then they and then yeah. they replace the car or they the car back. But so it's still kind of annoying. It's and then I and, and then if I got another car, yeah. I would have to restructure like the, yep. the loan yeah. thing and maybe even put that that money like a couple grand into that new loan yeah. so it's just all kind of stupid it sucks so if i if they could just fucking fix the car that's all you want i can i can be a little bit more patient yeah and on that note instead of patient zero but it's great to have the car glad you have your car back it's working right now sweet i did a double take when i pulled in because yeah. i was like man the back of the corolla actually looks pretty nice <laughs> it's so nice that car was so small like you, you could park it in there and have any problem now his big boat is back there Big boat, you big ass, your flat is, white ass car. My car is my car is shorter than yours, but it's also wide. It's it's probably the same width. It just seems that way because it's, it's low. I bet you if we mar- if sure. we measured it, it would be like your car's got a big ass, Dan. It just looks like that. I, just, it's small. I, I mean, because it's low. Uh-huh. So as it's low, it looks cool. Uh-huh. It's like you're going to whip them out and measure your car dicks. No, nope, we're not going to do that. You got to figure out somebody to deck. I need to get my car cleaned. I. I hate the fact that car dealerships no longer anywhere do like the, the free car wash. Yeah, they'll cars. just give you like a brown bear yeah. thing. They gave me like, one. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. I don't want, and I don't want to do brown bear because I have that license plate <laughs> bracket sticking out. Yeah. And I'm scared that the the rolling thing. And I yeah. totally forgot that. And I totally forgot. I got you're a with, brown bear you're with walkers for I'll, it, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah same here. I'm at the Mazda side yeah. of walkers. When they first changed it, I was like, oh no. Oh, you got a bunch of free tickets for brown I got, bears? I got, like, some from my nephew, because he was selling some. Oh, that's right, I got yeah. the one that I I'll got. use them, because I, I, go I go in there all the time. Like, yeah. I, I forgot, I'm just but afraid. I totally spaced the last time I went this, went up to it, and I paid, and then I realized afterwards, I'm like, ah, oh, crap. This week, I've been like, should I just go? And I'm like, you should test it. Man, that bracket's just going to fly off. <laughs> and I got it to a good place where it doesn't, like, move around yeah. anymore, because we put, like, a, a you rubber washer the end, in there. A rubber gasket. Washer. I like the convenience of I'm already at the dealership to have them work on the car. Yeah, just clean. So when it's done, I'm good. Stupid hazardous vacuum on, man. It's like, oh. Just clean my car, Yeah, stupid hazardous waste clause. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's because all the runoff from it it is hazmat. It makes sense. And brown bear and places like that, they have certain ways where they recover. Because it's all the road grime, like the brake dust, all of that shit. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So brown bear, they have designed like certain traps under their their whole like drain. Traps? Yeah, like drain traps. Yeah. And so... Also, they get special like uh, discoms- uh, Discom- di- dispensation, dispensation because it's kind of like, for example, the Walker's Mazda. They're not a car wash, so they do not get the special brakes yeah. on you know fines and fees that an actual car wash does. Kind of like dry cleaners, they get a lot of brakes because all, the chemicals they use all their chemicals they shouldn't be able to afford to be in business. Yeah. So they pretty much said, "All right, there's a certain set of laws." For you. Yeah. All right. That's why Brown Bear. I Favorite snack, Dan. 
Is the cereal? I kind of like the cereal thing. I'm kind of into it. Yeah. <laughs> You're kind of diving into You're that. You're diving one. into it all, all podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to eat. Yeah. Those watermelon uh, were very good. The sour watermelons. I liked them a lot. Kevin. I kind of like the fruit by the foot. Right. It's the type of thing you don't want to eat a lot of because it... But it's perfectly good to eat a does piece of. Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same with the Super Cola. Yeah. It's like you don't want to eat a lot of those. But you know, one of them, it's like, mmm, something's going on. All right, gentlemen. Always a pleasure. We'll be back in two weeks. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Snack time. Snack time. Snack time. Snack time. Snack time. Snack time. Got a snack time. Snack time. Scrunch, scrunch, scrunch.